I'm a fish boy who skates for Team X Blades with a leprechaun who plays basketball. Come to my smart house, meet my alien sister. Don't come hungry because I'll bet my mom can't cook. Hello and welcome to Mom Can't Cook, a decom podcast. I'm one of your hosts. Luke Westaway, and who's this swinging hep cat jiving into frame? That's right, I'm jiving into the room. Whoa. I just got out of my pink Cadillac. <laughs> you, you better believe I've got polio. <laughs> That's right, I'm into 50 stuff inexplicably. Sit, sit on it, baby. Hey. It's Andy Farrand, the other host of Mom Can't Cook. Wow, he's just hit the jukebox and it, well, it broke. Oh, <laughs> I just put my fist through and cut myself quite badly. <laughs> Do you know how expensive? Oh, that's a, that's an artery. <laughs> this is a yeah, how vintage and expensive. This cost me like five thousand dollars on eBay. Oh, it's getting kind of woozy. Oh, I <laughs> well, just try not to bleed all over my rare vinyls. Oh, bury me in some sort of rockabilly coffin. I've got Hoppin' Bob and the hot dogs on here. A rare eight inch. <laughs> You're telling this to my corpse, I don't. <laughs> um, we're talking in this novelty 50s way, because this time we're talking about Alley Cat Strike, a novelty decom yeah. about children in the year 2000 who are so into bowling, yep. they've made bowling, and specifically the kind of 50s bowling aesthetic, their whole personality. Yeah. They're a bunch of real hep cats. I mm-hmm. mean, they make the scene, daddy-o. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? 23 skidoos, small change. <laughs> boop, boop, doop, an archer, baby. This is going to be, this is going to be a rough one, folks. You need to strap in. You need to strap in. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, shall we have, shall we have the promo? Shall we have the Disney yeah, Channel promo? Yeah, right. yeah. All right, I, I am genuinely interested to see how the Disney Channel tried to get people to watch this film about weirdo 50s bowling children. Yep. Alex is one cool cat. Yes! Todd. Give me the ball. Thinks he's hot stuff. And they're not too hip on each other. Me? Hey, with this guy? The Mighty Apple is going to go to the town whose school bowls best. I'm in bowling club? Tomorrow night. I'm going to win us the apple. Disney Channel takes it to the alley. And what if we lose? Alley Cat Strike, a Disney Channel original movie. Tomorrow at 7, 6 Central, followed by Tourist Trap. All right, where are you, kids? Where do you, Where do you come, come from? from? Only on Disney. Okay, I think they did a bad job. I wouldn't watch <laughs> this movie. <laughs> Good. Well, uh, okay. Do you have any sort of broad notes you want to get off your chest before we start, Andy? Um, or should we dive straight in? Yes. I... <laughs> <laughs> Unfurls large scroll. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is. I mean, I think we've had coin collecting. We've had... What else have we... It's like yo-yos. Yo-yos. We've had all. We've had ma- stage magic. magic. Yeah. We've, it is such a Wind wild swing. Surfing. Like, okay, the people I think in the 1990s who were interested in rockabilly music, swing dancing, and bowling. Yeah. Were all working for the Disney company, writing decoms. Yes. They're all 50-year-old men. Both of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who grew up liking this stuff, and they're like, "Oh, I know, I know how we can make the things we like relevant again." It's like if if yeah. you and I wrote a decom about watching decoms and making a podcast about it yes. and a bunch of Gen Z kids doing it. Yeah, a bunch of cool Gen Z outcasts who against... Start a decom podcast. <laughs> who against all odds start a decom podcast and get a mortgage. 
and just have to, you know, they have to like make those payments and the jocks are like, hey, you're not going to be able to make yeah. the payments on time for your mortgage and pay your, pay your water bill. And also, and like, hey, you know, I'm get sole the train bill on time. paying over here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I just do it for the fun of it, man. Yeah, I just do it for the, yeah things I'm into. Um, this film made me think a lot about bowling. Mm-hmm. I think what I, like, yes, it's a big swing, the idea that teens are so into it that they make bowling their whole personality. But what that really made me reflect on is that bowling as a concept occupies a kind of space. How can I put this? Okay. I I don't think I would trust anyone who doesn't like bowling, right? Okay. Because bowling's bowling's a good time, right? Yeah, okay. Well, I, the thought I have with bowling. But the second part of that thought is... Okay, fine. I also don't think I would trust anyone who really likes bowling. Really? You need to okay. like bowling the correct amount. You need to like bowling... You Which need is, to like, you never... But it's one of those sports... Yeah. ...that it's like darts or pool... Yes. ...where the first thing you do when you start playing it is say out loud how long it was since you last did it. And it's always ages. Yeah, yes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, and, it's been, oh, it's been years since I've bowled slash played pool slash played darts. Yeah, and when you did that, it was also establishing a your credentials. Party or, yeah, yeah. But yeah. you say you say that to establish your credentials as someone who doesn't like bowling the wrong amount. Yeah, and maybe you know, just as a joke, you might say, "Should we put the um, should we put the walls up? In the, should we put the the gutter things up?" Yeah, let's as do a stu- joke. Let's do stupid joke bowling for a let's while. Let's do stupid joke bowling where we don't even sort of where it doesn't get heated. <laughs> okay, let's list the good the good things about bowling. One, uh, the gutters. Two. I, I quite like the shoes, actually. I think they're good. I like the shoes. Um, I enjoy choosing a name. Oh, I get a real kick out of the the aesthetic of those like little CGI animations. Yes, of, the of, CGI like, videos where uh, a little bowling ball dressed like Arnold Schwarzenegger will come and like mow down all the pins with a machine gun when you get a strike, something yeah. like that. Yeah, or hop around on a cow or something. Yeah, yeah, or like grow long, sexy legs. And like start doing the can can and kicking down all of the pins. <laughs> I've had this dream. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I like the, that. That's the good. Ad- adjacent pinball machines slash arcade machines, and there's sometimes a bar. Yeah, you can generally get a cheeseburger, mm. and you know, I think they're good. Uh, is there anything else? I, the, I have the problem. Go on. The problem I have with bowling is the problem I have with a lot of sports, which yeah. is like I want to play bowling for about 20 minutes and then go and do something else. Yes. Yes. But it takes eight. It's like golf. Yeah. Where you're like, oh, golf is really fun for like three holes. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, well, you're in it for the long haul now. Golf gonna... is even worse because by the time you do three holes, you're quite far away geographically from where you will finish. At least if you get bored of bowling, you can just walk out the door, get in your car and drive <laughs> yeah. off while your friends are like, we've got seven more frames, Andy. <laughs> no way. It's my birthday. I, d- I didn't even trade my shoes back in. I'm getting, I'm getting in the car with these big clown shoes and I'm driving That's away. Right. It's worth that pair of Jordans that I'm yeah. never getting back to not have exactly. to continue being a second longer in this bowling <laughs> For alley. me to slip and slide out of your birthday party like Bambi on ice. Yeah, like I'm wearing the hover boots from Ocarina of Time. I'm going <laughs> to slide out of this room. Oh... The other good thing about bowling is that silver thing that you can use to roll the balls down if you don't want to throw them or, you know, like yeah. you don't want to aim them. Oh, yeah, the little, the little, uh, yeah, the, the launcher. Thing for kids, but, you know, yeah. it's a good time. And the ever-present, like, intrusive thought that what would happen if you jammed your hand into the ball return. Yes, yes, or didn't let go when you threw it. 
and yes, just, yeah. it just would carried all the way down. It slid all the way down. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh! And the like, just feeling the the judgment. Everyone at the bowling alley is there for a stupid birthday party, like you. Yeah. But for some reason, it feels like you're the only one who isn't a pro bowling league team. Yeah. In, and in you throw there. a bad, you throw a bad one. You're like stupid, stupid idiot, stupid. I should be. <sighs> oh, you're better than this. Bowler three hundred. You you got three strikes in a row at Greg's birthday. <laughs> the other thing I'll say is this film... No one was filming. <laughs> this film several times explains the rules of bowling and I still don't understand it. So, yeah, yeah. Well, let's dive in. Yeah. Uh, so we open on a series of still images... Blurry still images. Yeah, clearly captured from a digital video file because of the compression artifacts present. They are pictures of bowling trophies, of ball, bowling, bowling balls. Bowling balls. They are pictures uh, of bowling balls. Other bowling balls. Uh, some 50s rock and roll is playing. Yep. Finally, some good f-ing music, say the 50-year-old decom writers. Yeah, the Disney Channel seems to be saying with this, hey, it's time to have positive feelings about bowling. Yeah. In voiceover, we meet Alex, a thrusting young greaser. <laughs> He's doing his hair and getting dressed. Yeah. He says, I guess you wouldn't know from what I wear, but my name is Alex. And that's because he wears those old-timey bowling shirts with the name badge on I don't understand this at them. all. People had the name Alex in the 50s, right? It's not like Yeah, a- but... The point he's making is that the shirts he wears has, have those name badges oh, on them. Oh, yes, right, right. And, it's like and it says, like, Dirk Steve or, or Dirk or... Yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever. So, yeah, so we get a picture of uh, of Alex here. While other kids are bopping to NSYNC... It's the year 2000, right? Uh, other kids yeah. are... Yeah, yeah. Other kids are bopping to NSYNC and, uh, I the guess, Backstreet Boys. breathing a sigh of relief about the Millennium Bug not having... <laughs> destroyed as, the as world's they emerge, financial systems. They emerge blinking from their bunkers. The planes are still in the sky. Yeah. And they, 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 a grateful <laughs> nation puts the NSYNC CDs. <laughs> but not for Alex. Not this Hepcat daddy-o. Yeah, so he's kind of, he's doing his hair in the mirror. He doesn't actually have like 50s greaser hair. This sort of annoyed me. He has very typical... Oh yeah, he has like... Late 90s, jock, early noughties. Yeah, like pretty yeah. boy curtains. Yeah. This will come up a lot in the film. Everyone's like, wow, look at this unpopular loser. And he he looks like a matinee idol. Yes. He looks like the exact person you would cast as right. the like hunky jock in this in this film. Yes. He looks like the sort of evil blonde Malfoy. Yes. You know, top top jock guy. But he's he's like a social outcast because he's really into bowling, which seems like a really stupid reason to outcast someone from I, society. I don't think he's an outcast because he's into bowling. I think <laughs> well, he's an outcast and he's into bowling. <laughs> Well, when you meet his entire group, you can see kind of why they're outcasts because yeah. they're all unbearable. But well, we'll, in fact, we'll... yeah, let's meet let's meet the gang. There's Ken, the music guru. He loves all kinds of tunes as long as they're at least fifty years old. This is the very stylish Elisa, queen of the poodle skirt and bobby socks. But don't let those clothes fool you. She's a great bowler. Last but not least is Delia. She makes up in brains what she lacks in bowling brawn. After breakfast, we head down to my dad's bowling alley. I've got the keys to the joint, so in the morning, we crank up those swinging tunes and roll a few frames to start our day. Sweet, huh? So, what a, what a team. What a team. Eliza is Penny from the Big Bang Theory. Yeah. So, Bazinga. Bazinga, yeah. Um, much more excitingly, I don't know if you picked up on this, Andy. I don't know how bored you were by the film and browsing IMDb instead. <laughs> it's like... 58 seconds in. I mean... <laughs> no, no, I was already on IMDb. Okay, fine. <laughs> um, so Ken, one of the gang, yeah. is played by Joey Wilcots, 
whose name you you may not remember, Andy, but I'm about to blow your mind. Okay. He plays Jamal, one of the unhappy campers in Adam's Family Values. Uh, he's the one whose oh. name Christine Baranski can't yeah. pronounce. Jamal. Yeah, Jamal. Jamal. Yeah, and he does he does like a weapons grade eye roll. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Christine Baranski. Yes. Yes. Yeah, Jamal, 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 and then yes, of course. So he's he's my favorite, my favorite movie. Yeah, there you go, there you go. So that's 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 Ken. Uh, Yeah, a turkey named Brotherhood is the play. It's the play within a play in the Adams Family Values. You don't need to tell me, Luke. An incredible movie. In in this movie, though, unfortunately, Ken is the music guru who loves all kinds of tunes. That's how he's introduced. As long as they're at least fifty years old, which Yeah. yeah, which means 1950 or earlier. For this for this film, right? Because it came out in two thousand. Yeah, so presumably he's also like a big into Grieg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <It's>, like, <laughs> yeah, like choral music. Yeah, sort of harpsichord symphonies. And, <laughs> yeah, like banging rocks on a cave wall. <laughs> Just into into all that stuff, yeah. but not the sort of mid nineteen fifties rock and roll that this film is absolutely jam packed with. So presumably yeah. he's hating every second of it. Yeah, well, exactly. Uh, okay, so the gang heads to Alex's dad's bowling alley. As they walk down the street, by the way, they're also arm in arm and like head banging to the music. Mm. But the music isn't diegetic, so presumably in real life they're just doing this in total silence. <laughs> just, the only sound is their kind of grunting as they head bang <laughs> as, as their they, clothes like, rustling. Fling their head back and forth in like, their weird uh, 1950s uh, poodle skirts uh, sort of rustle around. Yeah. yeah, rustling clothing sounds. I'm getting some on the foley for you now. Nice. When they get to the bowling alley, Alex says, I love the smell of rental shoes in the morning mm-hmm. because his nose clearly doesn't function properly. It's yep. awful. I hate the smell of bowling alleys. It turns out that um, Alex's dad owns the bowling alley. So they go there after breakfast at um, at like an old timey diner and then they bowl a few frames before work, and crank up the swinging tunes. These ch- these children are insufferable, basically. Yeah. I mean, I mean it's like, fine, have a hobby. Mm-hmm. But, but, you know... Be reasonable. Come just on. Be, come on. Yeah. Just be reasonable. Be reasonable, children. <laughs> but so Alex would love to spend his every waking moment in his dad's bowling alley. But unfortunately, he must legally attend high school, which is where mm-hmm. we see him next. In the next scene, we see the gang at high school. Um, the football team is is kind of being given a little speechy presentation sort of thing. The star of the football team is Todd McLemore. Mm-hmm. Now he's a serious athlete. We're told he's a serious athlete. Now they are competing. The school oh, is competing. Oh my god! Yeah. Okay. I'm going to do my best. This town is called West Appleton. Yeah. Okay. The town mm-hmm. has a long-standing rivalry with East Appleton. Yeah. And every year, which are, I, I, presumably they are just two districts of the same town, Appleton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like the jewellery court having a, yeah. having a sporting rivalry with, with the, the fashion district. district. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it's like it's like <laughs> we're t- yeah we're talking Hatfield and McCoy style <laughs> feuding. Yeah, yeah, over, yeah. you know, this is this is life or death stuff. There is a hatred between these two yeah. rival districts. Yeah, we're going to go get those clowns from the bookbinder quarters. Yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> so they compete. The high schools of each town compete every year for something called the Mighty Apple Trophy. 
This is a trophy. Every year, one school has a chance to win it. It is Mm -hmm. of vast importance to every single resident of both towns. It looks like total garbage. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it looks like a little paper mache. It looks like a plastic piece of apple that someone's hastily spray-painted gold because that's what it is. It looks like what would happen if Michael Eisner burst into your office and said he needs an apple trophy. You've got 15 minutes. Yeah. You know, Mickey's in the car, it's idling outside, there's yeah. no time for anything good. <laughs> Mickey's honking the horn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but this year of Mighty Apple Trophy competition is unusual because it's the last one ever. Because next year, the high schools, the East and West high schools, are going to combine. Yeah, so the, the trophy will forever remain with whoever won it last. Alex t- says in voiceover that he doesn't understand any of this. The yeah, Mighty Apple the Trophy... Queue, Alex, <laughs> yeah, also... <laughs> the Mighty Apple Trophy is only interesting to Alex because it slightly resembles a bowling ball, he says. <laughs> so, luck- Alex can only relate to things in terms of bowling balls, it, but luckily yeah. a bowling ball is a circle, so there's lots of things he can be interested in, like donuts and hula hoops. Oh, man. Um, wheels? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean thinking career-wise, uh, the moon is a is a circle. Oh, he yeah. Could, he could become an astronaut. Become Eyeballs, a- he yeah. become an optometrist. Yeah. Um, gosh, what else is there? Uh, dimmer switches, become yeah. an electrician. All yeah, other you know. sports yeah. that he disdains. Almost all sports. Yeah, I yeah. mean, not not ice hockey, obviously. Yeah, or roller derby. Or, yeah, or rugby. But um, yeah. but you know, there's still a, there's still a lot to choose from. You know, ball, balls are everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, he says <laughs> if this Macklemore character, this Todd Macklemore, can mm. lead the mighty West Appletonians to victory in basketball, we will tie up the fight for the mighty apple. A basketball looks a bit like a bowling ball. It does. Why don't you join the team, Alex? <laughs> so why aren't you interested in that? It's because he can't place three fingers inside it. <laughs> so, okay. That's, that's, so he it, it, it would only become an optometrist if you can put three <laughs> fingers inside your eye socket. Yeah, exactly. And, what, yeah. and one of them has to be a thumb. <laughs> God, that's so, really, really, so yeah jam it in there so the crowd cheers the coach addresses them if they win yeah. tonight in the basketball the apple is theirs he says and the 50s kids are all like eh. yes but but that's but that's also not really true if west appleton which is our hero's town if they win this basketball match tonight then both towns are like tied for the there's trophy. some very confusing language used in this bit which yes. i didn't get what was going on until later at the end of the basketball scene but when they say it'll tie up the fight i thought they meant the it's fight done. is over. Yeah. It's done. It's all tied up. It's with a nice little yeah. boat. Whew. Good to what get that mi- tied and up. Then, and then he says, if we win the basketball, we win. So I was like, okay, that's definitely what that means. Yeah. What it actually means is that they're trailing by an event. <laughs> it's a multi Okay, it's a multi-sports, <laughs> multidisciplinary tournament. This is what I've gleaned. They never tell you this outright. This is what I've gleaned. Like yeah. the Rosetta Stone well, I've pieced just, together. They've just done an American football game, right? They're going to do basketball. And as you've probably guessed, ultimately they're going to do some bowling as well. So yeah. who knows? Like this is probably round, like the final three rounds out of 50 and they've already yeah, done They mentioned the women's weaving. track team at one point. So that was part of it. <laughs> yeah. It's like a huge multidisciplinary Olympics. Yeah between these two schools that is never adequately explained and i've pieced that together from kind of context clues so good job alley cat strike um if they lose tonight the trophy goes to east appleton forever says uh, the coach the crowd is not in favor that's of this. not true the subtitles say all booing comma scatting uh, we, don't, <laughs> we don't see the scatting but we do see the booing <laughs> Well, that's just Ken who loves those old tunes. <laughs> Scatman Ken. So that's not true, though, is it? It's not. 
This film gets itself tied up in knots with inaccuracies. An unbelievably complicated tournament structure. Literally in the first four minutes. So anyway, it doesn't matter. Let's not get hung up on it. Alex and the gang, after this sort of presentation thing, are confronted by a gang of jocks. Let's have a clip of that. Hey, it's the strange dudes. Yes, the strange dudes. Hey, you coming to the game, strange dudes? Why would you want us to take up seats when there are so many people who really, really want to go? Where's your school spirit? Oh, mine's in a box in my locker. Where's yours? Wouldn't you like to know? Come on, guys, don't waste your breath. Too cool for us? Huh? Maybe I should whoop you in some basketball to show you a thing or two, huh? Excuse me. You, me, one game of force. You're kidding, right? I arc my jumpers at 48 degrees, launched with 14 pounds of force. I bake most of my shots off the backboard using a simple formula of tangent x times cosine y, where x and y relate to the height and angle of my initial shot, using the backboards as a matrix, of course. And if you accept my challenge, Mr. Smartmouth, you would lose to a little girl. Am I right? You're, You're right. right. Come on, Leo. It's not worth your time. Come on. I could beat her. I know. Could you know? I know. So yeah, they're like, they're like, hey, it's the strange dudes. Uh, are you coming to the game? And then like, f*** you, this is Eliza. Or, you know, near enough. Where's your school spirit, asks the team, a little heard. F*** you, this is Alex. Or near enough. And then the one called Delia starts spouting algorithms about yeah. basketball. And then the jocks, chastened by math words, uh, leave. Yeah. This, this, you can see why these kids this are kind the This is why you're not going to parties, you know? Yeah, they're just like, hey, you coming to the big game, you know, school spirit. And they're like, jock. Kill you! Alright, all right. these are our heroes. That's cool. When I was this age, I really liked Dragon Ball Z. But if someone came up to me and was like, Luke, you coming to the party later? I wouldn't start spouting reasons why Goku is too Super Saiyan for me to attend. I'd be like, um, I will be training in the hyperbolic time chamber. <laughs> so, uh, no. <laughs> let me ask you this. Did Piccolo get his driving license in that one episode? <laughs> uh, let me ask you this. Did the planet Namek get destroyed? <laughs> Like, I, I don't know, did it? I'll spend as much time thinking about your proposition as Goku did fighting Freezer on the planet Namek. Six seconds. <laughs> so, you don't well, yeah. have to make the things you like your whole personality. It's the point. And you don't have to make to things make. deliberately hard for yourself by, like, caping yeah. for your hobby when there's no need to. Exactly. So anyway, confusingly, we then cut to the match that we've just been told is the climax of the film. <laughs> We're about two minutes in at yeah. this point. Todd McLemore is... Oh, he's dunking all kinds owning. of slap shots. Yeah, he's yeah. doing great. We see... Um, we see His parents his, are yeah. Larry from Larry's Rocking Coin World in <laughs> uh, You Wish, and the second Aunt Viv from The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, who are married in real life, so that's cool. Really? You might also know Tim Reed, who, who is the dad as, as the dad from Sister Sister. Yeah, I mean, he's most famous for Larry from Larry's Rocking Coin <laughs> he's World. Larry of Larry's Rocking Coin World. Yeah, yeah. Also, he is the mayor. That's important to note. His dad is the mayor of West Appleton. Yeah. West are behind but catching up. The announcer yeah. says he lays it up for a bucket of West Apples. He's called Sweet Lou, this announcer. Oh, let's, let's have a clip of Sweet Lou. is playing huge for the Wildcats today. Maximum with a steal. Sweet Lou is the heart and soul of Appleton sports. This guy could get excited over a spitting contest, as long as the East and West were involved. This place is going crazy. East Appleton back now. East just in with two points now. West bringing the ball back. 
Uh, he's the heart and soul of Appleton Sports, Alex states in voiceover, confusingly. Yeah. Um, he sort of butts in and starts describing people in voiceover, despite him hating sports and never attending any and of the games. And not being present at this scene. He's <laughs> not know, in the room for this. He doesn't he's know like, this is happening. <laughs> hey, everybody, here's Sweet Lou, the sports commentator. <laughs> Where's that voice coming from? Wait, what's going on? And Alex just starts saying this alone in his bedroom to no one. That's like really possessed. <laughs> His eyes roll back in his head. Sweet, Sweet Lou, Lou is the heart and soul of Hamilton Sports. So the halftime whistle goes. We cut to the bowling alley and the cool bowling kids are bowling in silence while Alex's dad <laughs> listens to the game on the radio. Bowling in sullen silence. <laughs> Elisa, Elisa says, can you turn that off? I'm trying to bowl in total silence on my own. <laughs> so, yeah, she asked for the radio to be turned off. Then she gets a spare. Then, weirdly, Alex, the protagonist, climbs down out of the mechanism at the end of the lane like a little gremlin. <laughs> He's like in the fence. <laughs> yeah. And he tells his dad that the reset button is broken. I imagine because a human boy keeps climbing in the mechanism. <laughs> but yeah. what this is really supposed to communicate is that the place is sort of run down and breaking. Yeah, there's dad no says customers. there's no money in the repair funds. Uh, yeah. The bowling alley is unpopular, we discover, probably because it's constantly being used by a bunch of insufferable 1950s children. Yeah, and if you walk in and make any noise, they'll shout at you to keep it down because <laughs> they're trying to bowl in sullen silence. Yeah, and then they'll do things like the next thing that happens, which is Ken arrives and says, Hey, cool cats, what's ah! happening? I've written like down. Says, I've written down. Says Ken with no sense of irony at all. So he he rocks up. He he, pro, he produces a, he produces a CD a, with what has to be a homemade cover. He produces a CD. He gives it to Alex's dad and insists that it be played for everyone to hear. It is. It is. Dad says, "Would you like to pay for your bowling?" And he says, "Oh goodness me, no!" But please. <laughs> Please do stop playing this CD I burned. It's called it's Swingin' Hepcat's Greatest Hits. So you know it's gonna be <laughs> So you know it's gonna be know awful. You know it's gonna be a rude time. Uh, so yeah, so that gets put on, presumably. If you if I was walking into this bowling alley, I would just pretend I'd forgotten something in my car. Yeah, pretend I was just oh, in, oh, 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 I'd be my right bowling back. shoes. It, yeah. <laughs> Let me just go get them. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, oh, hang on. A phone call. What's this? I won't. I won't disturb you by taking it in here. I see you're bowling in outside, silence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we cut back to the game. East Appleton yeah. leads by one point with three seconds left. There's time for one last shot. The coach realizes that the whole team is going to be on Todd Macklemore because he's the best player. Yes. So he's like, maybe we should give it to another player. And he's like, give me the ball. I won't allow anyone else to do it. And then he does score. He sinks a three, uh, and they win. So he was uh, justified, but it was you know not very team spirited of him. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a real a real buzzer beater that he gets though, and his dad is extremely pleased in the stands. Uh, he's shaking hands with the mayor of East Appleton, a man who was yeah. who is implausibly named Mayor Hamburger. <laughs> for, for the whole movie, I thought he was called Mayor Hamburger. Mayor Hamburger. <laughs> well, you would because why would you call a character Mayor? So it's H A N Burger. Why would you call your character? Mayor Hanburger. You're you're putting this out on the Disney. I don't think the Disney Channel, when this went out, had subtitles, which is the only way I knew it was Hanburger. Well, it says it in the end credits. Oh yeah, and I was like, oh, yeah. he was called Hanburger the whole way through. Yeah. Oh, it's like so basically we'll... calling your character Mayor McCheese, and then <laughs> like expecting no one to think that's strange. <laughs> 
So, yeah, the mayors have a little So chat. the mayor of McDonaldland, who is yeah. a sentient hamburger in a hat, He shakes in. hands with Grimace. Ah, it's all tied up, Jeff. But, huh? We'll check the charter for the tiebreaker tomorrow, Mayor, but the momentum is ours. <laughs> <laughs> he knows something, I can tell. Hey, now that was a fantastic finish, huh? Sweet Lou wants to interview you tomorrow, and I've set up a meeting with Appleton News again. It'll be just like when you won the baseball championship with that Homer. <laughs> Maybe I'll call around and see if we can get some regional coverage. Whatever, but let's go home and beach. Ooh, I am so proud of you. Thanks, Mom. So just prior to this scene as well, the dad in the bowling alley was listening to the, the team win the basketball. He was very excited. He sort of ran over to the kids to tell them. And they're all like, <laughs> yippee. Yeah. Dad tries to explain why they should care about like their community spirit. You know, it proves that we can all strive for things and unite for a common good. Yeah. I, I played in the in the, the Mighty Apple myself. You know, I was proud. And then the kids all regard him with withering contempt yep. until hum- humiliated. He slinks back behind the counter. <laughs> Alex. There to provide them with free bowling in silence. <laughs> Alex hurls a bowling ball at his toes, crushing them. <laughs> Flings a bowling ball, smacks into his solar plexus, and that's his hash, Cecil. So, yeah, Alex and the gang say that it's just a silly trophy, and they're not impressed. Yeah. But we do find out that both Ken and Alex's dads played for the Mighty Apple Trophy, but, which isn't surprising because it's like a 100-event multi-sport <laughs> discipline. Yeah, Every... that runs all year to the like exclusion of any academic study. <laughs> if you grew up in East or West Appleton and you have a pulse, you are competing for the Mighty Apple Trophy. <laughs> There's probably a po- uh, lowest pulse competition is probably yeah, one yeah, of the like, events. Oh, man, like... Um... Like uh, d- depth diving, you know, like real deep sea diving, you know, yeah. like where you have to slow your heart rate down. That's probably right. They're important. probably all doing that. Yeah, there's probably a sort of mortician round for ones with no pulses at all. So the mayors are all sort of getting up in each other's business. Yeah. Um, Very competitive. Now, yeah, they're all tied. And the East Appleton mayor says, we'll check the charter for the tiebreaker tomorrow. So there's some going to be some sort of tiebreaker event. And there is apparently some sort of ancient charter that a says charter. what it will be. <laughs> like a stone tablet. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the mayor of the mayor of East Appleton and his aide each take a key and turn them in the locks at the same time. The yeah. plexiglass slides smoothly off. off but what's the... this? Nicholas Cage is running <laughs> through the service corridors with a copy of the charter. Now only he knows. <laughs> Nicholas Cage, before you go, tell us what the final sport is. He looks over his shoulder, a wild look in his eyes. Bowling! He shouts. Bowling! Bowling! <laughs> check, check again, Nicholas Cage. That can't be right, but he's speeding away. He's gone in 60 seconds. <laughs> so it, it is, in fact, going to be bowling, weirdly. Yeah. Yeah, so Todd's parents... <coughs> Yeah, Todd's parents are excited and happy for him. They congratulate him. His mum has set up an interview with Sweet Lou. She somehow got the connections to get him an interview with Sweet Lou, the local radio DJ. Yeah. (laughs) Todd seems kind of a bit reluctant, but you know. But he's he's going along with it. He's he's going going along with it. it. He's keeping up appearances as, you know, the the homeschool hero that he is. Back at the bowling lane, Alex bowls a strike. This is for the national championship, he fantasises in his head. He hits it. His dad says, hey, maybe you'll go pro one day. And Alex says, not interested. (laughs) He just said this is for the national championship. He's daydreaming about competing in the national championship. Also, Alex, you're very good at bowling. Perhaps consider... He's like... This film is it's trying to sort of carry off this like this sort of brink thing where like he's into soul bowling and he doesn't want like he's not even interested in a professional career, but then doesn't back that up in any way with the plot yeah. or the narrative arc of anything. It's just kind of he just says, I hate 
professional bowling. After, immediately after fantasising about professionally bowling. Yeah, and you better believe that later in this film, Alex is going to like passionately list off his favourite professional bowlers. <laughs> which I had to Google to see if they're real, because their names are ridiculous. <laughs> So in voiceover, Alex explains that love and money don't go hand in hand and he'll be sad if they have to close the bowling alley because they don't have enough money. I have an idea how you can make money, Alex. (laughs) Become a pro bowler! A professional bowler. Or ask Ken to maybe stop forcing his terrible music on the sound system that is surely (laughs) driving away any customers. Oh my God. Anyway, none of that happens. Instead, we cut to school again. We're just all over the place in this film. Todd, who you'll remember is the popular cool jock, he is invited to a party by a popular girl called Lauren, Mm -hmm. who invites him to a party. It's kind of in the corridors but uh-oh meanwhile the principal who is walking the halls is yeah aghast to discover he's having received the memo from the charter readers the council of elders who've scried the the yeah. runes the tiebreaker game between <laughs> appleton towns is going to be bowling the way the way he announces this he comes in he's like i've got brutal news those yeah. subhuman east appletonians have called they spoke and the the game is bowling <laughs> Slimy East Appleton people. They called. They spoke. And what did they say? Bowling. This is the point in the film when I realised that this bloody mighty apple trophy is all sports as well. So we're like 15 minutes into the film and I didn't even know what the sort of central plot point was about. Uh, The the structure of the, 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 the... The good news is that you come in, viewer, right at the end of this bonkers sports bracket nonsense rivalry tournament thing. You're only going to have to worry about one game and it's going to be a bowling match. So the mayor and the principal are furious Why about this. Why is the mayor here? <laughs> the mayor is just... A, it's, it's, a it's all day. he cares about. It's the middle of the day in high school and the mayor is just... In, the mayor is just in the corridor. <laughs> yeah. Just walking around. This is what he cares about. This is like this is probably the platform that got him elected. Is like I will bring the mighty apple back to I'll bring West the Appleton. mighty apple home. Yeah. So he, you know, this is his this, this is, is his yeah. main campaign platform. Exactly. So he has yeah. to make sure they win it. Keep we'll sue the East, shouts the mayor. We have no choice, says the principal. Bowling is the only activity listed on the charter where both schools have teams. There is no they've they've exhausted every other sport. Yeah. It seems. Yeah. The only one where both schools have a have a functional team that they haven't done is bowling. So they must have literally done... Every team has a chess club. Must have been chess. They've done chess. They've done Dungeons and Dragons. (laughs) They've done competitive Dungeons and Dragons somehow. (laughs) They've done theatre. They've They've done done Glee. Beyblades. They've done Beyblades. They've done Pogs. They've done Acapella. And the only thing left (laughs) is bowling. Is bowling. It's the only one left. Um, Maybe the team... They seem very confident they're going to lose. Yes. As well. Yeah. They're going to like, how can we ever win at bowling? They have a bowling team. Yes. So then, so then the mayor who is still here and the principal sort of walk into bowling club. The bowling club is the four kids who we've already met. You won't yeah, be. Yeah, we, we discover that they're not allowed to field ringers. They have to be kids who signed up at the start of term for the bowling club. Yes. And the, the mayor says, imagine what kind of losers are members of the bowling club, like <laughs> dr- dripping with contempt for these. <laughs> who? Who? This, I don't know, this is what I was saying before. Who feels strongly either way about bowling? This mayor does. He looks in the window and he sees the bowling club and he groans in disgust who, and walks off without even meeting them. Who hates bowling? Bowling's a good time. Who loves bowling? Bowling's it's, just fine. <laughs> it's like feeling really strongly about Laser Quest. Yes. Or, <laughs> it's like, oh, 
Oh, those laser tag players. I hate them. Subhuman scum. (laughs) Anyone who would play laser tag is not a friend of mine. So the bowling club kind of pitches themselves to the principal. Why does it matter who else signed up for bowling club? We're the only ones who ever show up. That club list is here somewhere. You guys don't think we can beat the East. Is that what's going on? We never said that. We simply wish to explore and find out all the options. Mr. Morris, we're good. Oh, hurrah, hurrah, and me. There's a fifth bowler. Todd McLemore's on the list. (laughs) So it turns out that Todd McLemore... The jock of jocks yeah. is on the bowling club somehow. Yeah. Uh, we cut to him. He's surprised. I'm in bowling club. He shrieks over and over again. Yeah. It turns out his R- friends signed him up as a prank. <laughs> but never then never told him. And never yeah, that told kind of prank. anyone. So like. <laughs> Todd is enraged. The way everyone reacts to bowling club yeah. in this movie is like it's open saw club or dog killing club or something. <laughs> bowling club. Lots of people do bowling. Club. He's like, he's really furious. He keeps screaming, I'm in bowling club. And like, I mean, really, really loud. Like, he clearly delivered this line and then the director's like, more, 50% more. I'm in bowling club! I'm in bowling club! Like, yeah. why is this a problem for you? You're, you're a sporty guy. You, you're doing all of the sports. What, like, yeah. why is this so upsetting It's just throwing a ball in a different way to the 10 other sports that you throw a ball in. He's livid. And are good at. He's livid. Like he's in dog killing club. But yeah, he isn't. he's a bowling club. <laughs> maybe, maybe everyone reacts to it that way in this town because the other four members of bowling club are so awful to be around. Yeah, maybe that's it. Or because, yeah, or because there's a the the the, the Venn diagram between bowling club and dog killing club is it's just a circle. <laughs> <laughs> They're all killing dogs, <laughs> and they, do they combine their love of bowling with their love of killing dogs? You bet. <laughs> yeah, they line up ten dogs. <laughs> ten, <laughs> ten weakened dogs at the end of the alleyway. They get the special spiky ball. This is how we do things in West Appleton. Oh, great. So we cut to the bowling alley. Alex is smashing strikes. His dad is doing the same. (laughs) Smashing dogs. He's smashing dogs with a hammer. His dad is doing the same. Uh, This is great news, uh, he says. Grandpa might be out of hospital in time to see the bowling match. It could mean big things for the alley and our financial stability. This is so annoying. They mention, I hope your granddad and your mum get back from hospital in time for the big match. Yeah. And then that's never mentioned again and it's not important. And in the final scene, there's just a woman there who you have to assume is supposed to be his mother. Yeah, right. Why do this? I don't understand. Anyway, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So he says it, this could be good for the, the bowling alley, could yeah. mean our financial stability. Yeah. And then Alex says, but I like bowling because it's unpopular, this mystifying character yeah. of Alex. Alex doesn't want bowling to be cool. I've just yeah. written down, I wouldn't worry, Alex. <laughs> Alex Alex does reluctantly agree to save his dad's business in the town's mental he reluctantly, state. reluctantly agrees to keep his dad financially solvent enough to keep the house and feeding him. Yeah, so, you know, it's a big concession from Alex. So anyway, then we cut to Todd. He's being interviewed by Sweet Lou on the radio. The radio station that Sweet Lou... Yeah, Sweet Lou. The radio station that Sweet Lou works for is WWAP, which I can only read as wet, wet... Now, in 22... I'm not blaming the film. They didn't know. Guess, two, 
That didn't occur to me, I will say. Did it not? You don't see wah-wah. <laughs> I, I mean, now I do. And now, yeah, now you do. Yeah. Oh, so sweetly from <laughs> wah-wah. Yeah. As Todd, uh, Todd says, sure, I'll be good at bowling, probably, I think. Spoken like a true competitor. But let me ask you, can you bowl? Do you bowl? Have you bowled? Come on, sweet Lou, everyone bowls. I can do this. Trust me. So Todd is playing the role of hometown hero to perfection. <laughs> he's he's doing this sweet Lou interview. He's like drumming up the team's chances. Mm-hmm. He's not he's not worried at all about the fact that he has to go bowling and that he hasn't bowled very much before. He's he's super yep. confident. And and at the alley in the next scene, Todd is meeting the team. He's meeting his fellow bowling club members for the first time. Also, Todd's dad, the mayor, is there because again, this yep. is the this is the most pressing business the mayor has to attend to. <laughs> Yeah, he was late because all the roads were cracked and none of the traffic lights worked and all the fire yeah. hydrants had burst and had flooded the road. Yeah. And there was rampant crime. He was yeah, he was late because the chief of police was waiting outside his car to beg him for <laughs> beg him for resources. Yeah. But there was simply yeah. there was simply no time. He had to get to the bowling alley. He walks in, Alex Dad says something, and then the mayor is like, Shut it, Mr. Oops, I dropped the ball. Yeah. And then there, we get a blurry freeze frame and Alex VOs <laughs> that every time his dad and the mayor get together, there's a weird vibe, but they never want to talk about it. I I assume that they fed <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Oops, I dropped Mr. the ball. Oops, I dropped the ball. It's like you dropped the ball and missed out on all this. Yeah, 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 exactly. You should not have let this go. You didn't see the hand gesture I did, but it was very sassy. It was it was extremely sassy. Um yeah, so so yeah, there's this weird there's this weird vibe. Alex doesn't say resentful yet sexual, but <laughs> I think it's clear. Yeah, between between his dad and the mayor. So Todd is not a great bowler. Todd doesn't really understand much about bowling, but the the rest of the bowling club, the sort of four insufferable 50s weirdos, yeah. explain to him how bowling works in a way that is very difficult to follow. And I do basically understand bowling, so yeah. I, d- I have never understood bowling and I still don't. There seems to be some sort of multiplier whereby if you get a strike, then that's a mark on your next three balls. I'm I'm feeling so tired thinking thinking of you. Okay, so it's like if you get a strike, yeah. Then and then you get your next thing. You Andy, get you add it to. Th- let me put it in terms you understand. A you strike tell. is a critical hit. Okay, sure. <laughs> it's a critical hit. Yep. In the it's game, it's a nat twenty to the it's, pins. It's the dice. It's like the dice explodes. It, like Deadlands reference. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So if you All so right. if you get when you get a strike, you get you do it again, but it's like bigger. And so, like the. So, b- say I roll a strike and a four. Um, what is that? I don't know. Well, I don't know. I would think <laughs> uh, it's like you would assume fourteen because it's ten and then four, but it's somehow. But the, but the ball exploded. But the yeah, but it exploded. <laughs> if the ball explodes, the game's over. Look, no one understands <laughs> no bowling. No one understands bowling. And they explain it to you twice in this film, yeah. and I still don't. So anyway, they talk about how there are ten frames, and like the most you can get is ten in a in a in a go so todd naturally assumes that 100 is the greatest score you can get in bowling and he says to the gang 10 makes sense he says by the time we're done i guarantee you i will bowl the 100 and then the bowling club members will laugh (laughs) uproariously (laughs) 
Because he doesn't understand that actually... Oh, oh it's too perfect. Oh, oh, no, no. Come on, say it again. Say it again. Say what number you think is the highest score in bowling. Oh, my God. Don't say it. I'll tell you. He said that he would bowl a 100. And he thought... He didn't. He did. He didn't. He did because he doesn't understand actually a 300 is a perfect game in bowling. Oh, my goodness. is actually a perfectly mediocre score. Wait till Lady Whistle down hears of this. So, yeah, so that is like, so Todd is that emoji. Bearing in mind that this team, the, the fate of the apple yeah. lies in the hands of this team and they're all just like windmill dunking on a person who's never bowled before, not understanding the unbelievably confusing rules of bowling. Yeah, exactly. So they're all they're all laughing it up. Ha ha ha, Todd, you think you're good at sports, but you don't understand all the rules of bowling immediately. <laughs> so now who's cool, actually? So they go. Todd doesn't come with them, but after like this first kind of meeting, they they leave and the the gang of four go to a swing in retro diner. Run they by... go to Nancy's old timey diner. Uh... They go they go to a friggin' cosplay restaurant I'm... to pretend like it's the fifties. I know you like bowling, and I know you like the fashion because you like bowling so much. It's okay. But don't eat only 50s food or you'll die. Because it wasn't. They go, they're at this diner, like breakfast, lunch and dinner. Yeah. Like, Man, there's a lot of, lot of cadmium in these waffles. But... <laughs> yeah, that's all good for you. That's all minerals. All right. Yeah. So, yeah, they're sort of hawking down quadruple cheeseburgers or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, brought to them by Nancy. Meanwhile, Todd has gone to meet his friends as well. But of course, his friends are cool jocks. So he's gone to a sort of sports bar for children while a, a Vines sound alike thunders in the background. Yeah, right. Uh, they're, so they're all bad-mouthing the team. Todd's yeah. like, hey, bowling's easy. I'm going to teach these guys how to bowl and triumph and I'll win us the apple. And they all high-five. Yeah. Um, so we get a scene of Alex and Eliza walking home. They're cautiously optimistic about the future of bowling in the town. Uh, Todd arrives home to questions about bowling from his dad. It seems this is where we learn that next year the two schools will combine. Yes. And so whoever wins the Mighty Apple this year will keep it forever, mm-hmm. a fact that will cease to be relevant immediately because the two schools are merging. <laughs> yeah, right. Todd's house is full of trophies and rosettes and photos of Todd. It's like a, a creepy a shrine, shrine to, yeah. to Todd. Todd goes upstairs and then his dad phones the mayor of uh, East Appleton and he's like, hey, f- her, let's make this more interesting. <laughs> yeah, Mayor Hamburger. Jeff McLemore here. Yeah. You want to make this bowling match a little more interesting? Well, if you win, we'll give you uh, 40 gallons of our best apple cider. Yeah, the pride of West Appleton. And if we win, you give us 40 East Appleton apple pies. Deal? Great. I can taste those pies already. Uh Uh-huh. Bye. The apple is coming to the West. So it's apples. Yeah. So so what is so what's West Appleton's main export? West Appleton's main export is their best apple cider, the pride of West Appleton. But if East Appleton uh, loses, they have to give West Appleton 40 of their East Appleton apple pies. This town is obsessed with apples. For it's one f- one failed apple they, harvest they are- away from going full <laughs> wicker man. <laughs> they are presumably sharing the orchards as well. Like, it's, like, it's like the lemon tree in Springfield. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, but it's like that. But if Springfield's thing was also lemons... <laughs> It's, the way he phones them up is like, all right, we're going to get 40 of your, of your apple pies. 40 of your apple pies is not going to be enough for it. It's the entire town is consumed with this. Like, 
It's not enough of a prize. Anyway, we later find out that the mayor is going to make things a lot spicier. <laughs> He's going to continue upping the ante. <laughs> yeah, these mayors aren't backing down. But it's not time for that yet because it's time to look. It's time to get a scene. Our first look at the <laughs> at the the evil bowling team. Yeah, this is the East Appleton bowling team. How to describe this? It's presented like Ivan Drago from Rocky. <laughs> they are dressed in. Track suits to evoke matching tracksuits. Yeah, they, yeah. they are they, the, clearly the film is trying to evoke like an Eastern Bloc Olympic steroid super team of test tube athletes. Right? <laughs> test it's, tube bowlers, test tube b- raised from <laughs> raised from birth to do only one thing. We combined bowling ball DNA with human <laughs> DNA to create very spherical boys. <laughs> every every boy when they're when they're young is given a pin, and at age ten they have to kill it. <laughs> to raise the pin from infancy. <laughs> Have you ever seen um, uh, the Stephen Chow film Shaolin Soccer? Yes, yes. You I know where Shaolin the evil Soccer. team is in, like um, at the bottom of a swimming pool, wearing like oxygen masks yes. and like kicking against the water and stuff. It's that kind of a scene. Yeah, yeah. yeah and they're yeah, just yeah. in unison, bowling, strike after strike. It's like the apple is coming to the yeah. east, says the evil mayor, imagining the taste of that cider hitting his lips. <laughs> What's the opposite of like heart? In in sport, you like sporting heart, you know. That's what mm-hmm. this. That's what the, the, this team is the opposite. Just like of. ruthless, yeah, cold, ruthless, cold efficiency, efficiency and yeah. skill. But no, but no soul. But who soul. cares? Because I'll probably win because they're so good yeah. at bowling. Because it's bowling. Anyway, at the lanes, Todd, the fifth member of the bowling team, is bowling like yeah. a real chump. He's also practicing like on the far side of the room from everyone else. <laughs> yeah, like, they won't let him. <laughs> But he's having a hard time and he's like being made to practice on the other side of the bowling alley. But he is also like bowling in these enormous Jinko jeans, which yeah. can't can't help. Well, there can't be much about the bowling uniforms that the main kids are wearing that actually they can't like you know, picture the picture like a bowling team outfit, right? Like that kind of yeah. 50 style. The pin pal. The pin pal. Kind of. There can't be much about that. I don't know, aerodynamically that is contributing. Ideally, they would be wearing a sort of aerodynamic singlet. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, sort of (laughs) a foot carbon fibre gilet. (laughs) Todd is so bad at bowling, he throws a ball that jumps across three different lanes. The music playing in this scene is not like 50s rock and roll. Uh, It's sort of like 40s tea dance music. It makes it, it's like the music that plays in the lobby of the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. Yes, yes, it is. It's like... You know, yeah. the, the end of The Shining, Midnight Moonlight, the stars the are new. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> what is your genre, you weirdo children? I guess he does like all music. Yeah, that's yeah, Ken likes anything that's older than 50 years. So, yeah, yeah he's probably big into Al Boley or. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, the camera zooms in on a photo. <laughs> Todd, Todd is there in a tuxedo. He stares at it. Oh, God. So, so yeah, Eliza comes over to give Todd thumb technique advice. And he says, whatever, because there's no bad attitude. There's no team unity at all. When everyone else has left, Alex tells Todd, hey, Eliza was only trying to help you. She was trying to teach you, you know. Duh, you think I'm an idiot? Nah, you're the golden boy. Smart, talented and perfect. Uh, Gifted, too. You forgot gifted. Actually, the way I hear it. You're Mark McGuire, John Elway, and Michael Jordan, all rolled into one. You forgot Tiger Woods and Wayne Gretzky. But you're no Guppy Troop. Guppy Troop. Guppy Troop. Is that one of the ones you looked up to see if he was real? Yeah. Is he is he real? As real as the day is long. Guppy Troop. Is his name really Guppy? Uh, I think so. 
And that can know you'd a lion. And Gu- Guppy Troop's son is also a bowler. And let me tell you, these two lads. Whoa. They dre- they dress. Oh my god! I'm looking at them right they now. Dress a certain way. <laughs> Guppy Troop is wearing a replica WWE title belt, and <laughs> Kyle Troop has an amazing Bob Ross afro, <laughs> yeah. and is wearing some sort of tracksuit. Oh my god! Yep. Oh my god! These guys look amazing. Yep. All right, I'll leave it to you later to fall down at the Guppy Troop, the Guppy Troop wiki hole that I did. So yeah, Alex tells him that tells Todd that Guppy is in the Professional Bowlers Hall of Fame, inducing a correct eye roll from Todd. Mm-hmm. These kids are unbearable. I know. I'm sorry. Just smug. <laughs> so Todd tells Alex what the rumor is about him. He says, "Look, here's what they say. They say you're just this strange kid who likes bowling." Mm. I've written down, "Wow, where did you hear that rumor?" <laughs> <laughs> he went into a tavern in Skyrim and was like, yeah. have you heard any rumours around town? <laughs> For one gold piece, I'll tell you. The weird bowling kid is weird and it's bowling. bowling. Yeah. Hey Luke, what do you think of my cool clothes I'm wearing? This is a 1950s bowling shirt. You'll notice it has two colours and a name badge proclaiming my name to be... Uh, I think that I can tell from your whole bearing that your lower half is desperately uncomfortable. I think you look as constrained and miserable as everyone was in the 1950s. Oh, well, what do you suggest, Space Age Man from the future? All I know is the the scratchy 1950s fabrics that me and my friends all wear because we're into that. Well, throw out the, the, the Hessian leggings or whatever. <laughs> I'm pretty sure people in the 50s wore Hessian leggings. <laughs> yeah, Hessian leg tubes. <laughs> yeah, throw away those Hessian leg tubes and put on some bird dogs. Bird dogs are cool shorts and trousers that have this uh, nifty built-in lining that makes them unbelievably comfortable. They also do, like, swim shorts and stuff, and they're worth checking out. Yeah, but I don't know. Okay. My All my lower half garments stink real bad. Can bird dogs do anything about that? <laughs> they're going to try. Bird dogs uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long, Andy. So if, if anyone can sort out the smell. It's bird dogs. It's the good people at bird dogs. So yeah, check them out. I'll tell you this about bird dogs as well. They name their shorts some wild things. Yeah. It's worth going on their website just to check out the names of some shorts. Oh, Luke, I see that you have slacked me a picture of a pair of their shorts. Well, why don't you go to birddogs.com and pick yourself up a pair of Uncle Bucks or Teddy Rubskins? Well, the one that you sent me here is called Mitch Cumsteins <laughs> and... I don't know what to do with that information. That is So instead, I will just say, go to birddogs.com forward slash MCC and you can get a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com forward slash MCC for a free Yeti-style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off, we promise you. But I am going to take off these Hessian leg tubes. Yeah, get them off. Even though they're all part of my aesthetics. Yeah, let's get on some comfy bird dogs. Get on some Mitch Cumsteins. All right, that's my bottom half yeah, taken care good. of, Luke. But now, I've, it's not matching. My top is now this stupid 50s bowling shirt, and I would like a more modern look, come please. Here, come here. Oh, right. Torn it off. Oh. Torn it off. Okay. You're standing cool. shirtless now in the bowling alley. Well, now I'm just I'm just here nude except for my Mitch Cumsteen. <laughs> so what, what, do you suggest, what do you suggest I do about this situation? Well, hey, hey, I'll, t- I'll ask you the same question I'll ask everyone whose shirt I rip off. Okay. Do you like Ghost of Tsushima? <laughs> It's, it's fine, I guess. 
Ghost Tsushima is a cool video game. And you know what? I, I, I freaking love video games. I love them so much. I love all the good ones. I like Last of Us. I like Elden Ring. Uh -huh. I like Death Stranding. Yeah. I like the concept of PlayStation. I like God of War. I like Dark Souls. And you know what I really like? I like Insert Coin because that is the cool clothing location where you can get some geek-inspired, officially licensed, cool video game aesthetic wear to put on your top half, Andy. That's right, and they're celebrating their 13th birthday at the moment. They've got some cool insert coin clothing stuff as well, so you can check out stuff with their logo on and some cool other stuff, like a cool game over shirt that I am eyeing up right now on their website. Ooh, nice. Insert Coin have given us a code so you can save money on your order. Just go to insertcoinclothing.com and use the code TALKTURKEY, all one word, T-A-L-K-T-U-R-K-E-Y, that's a bowling reference, pretty sure, for 10% off online orders. Codes are not applicable on charity items, bundles, gift cards, postage, and some products at launch. Codes cannot be combined with other deals or promotions and are valid until the end of 2023. Right, Andy, you look fully dressed now. Congratulations. Great. I feel ready to bowl a, a, a 100, a 300, <laughs> a, max, a, a maximum. Oh my god, you couldn't make it up? <laughs> Did you think that would be good, do you? It's... <laughs> I, I'm quite good at Ghost of Tsushima. Oh, too That's... Oh, Everyone get okay. in here. Get in here. Get I'm, in here. I'm going to go home. All right. Well, the ad music plays out. I'm going to tell everyone what you said. Later outside, Todd rocks up to the rest of them. The team is kind of sat in front of the diner. They're having an argument about the Andrews sisters or something or like <laughs> yeah, whatever music through is a... playing on the jukebox. They're looking through a catalogue. Hey, maybe we can find these old 50 shoes when we go thrifting, says Delia. These kids are awful. <laughs> Todd walks over and complains about their music. It's good. Oh, they my came. God. Oh, my God. This is so And then he's so Todd lists, Todd lists the three best bands in the world. Uh, you, like, OK, OK, OK. To be real, we joke let's around a lot about this. Let's be real for we, a second. We, let's be real for a second. We're so rarely real so on this podcast. <laughs> and I feel like now it's time to be real. So it's finally time for us to be real. It's finally time to just lay it on the line for you folks and be real. So a, here, Luke, here Luke comes with some reality We have a lot you. of a little fun. Dose, a little reality check for you out there. Yeah. Uh, all right. Here's what I'm laying down. We have a lot of fun on this podcast. We have a lot of fun. We have a lot of fun on this podcast. But it's time to be real. We have a lot of fun on this podcast with the idea that decom writers are out of touch. Okay. Well, okay. But you tell me this. How could they be out of touch? But how could they... When they, when they list the three but, best bands in the world at the it, time. Okay. Okay. If you're listening to this, statistically, there's a good chance you were alive in the year 2000. You might not definitely have been, but there's a, there's a, you know, odds are pretty good. So you probably remember what was popular in the year 2000. Todd mm -hmm. walks up and says, what are you listening to? Haven't you ever heard of? And then he lists the following three musical acts. Backstreet Boys, Savage Garden, Aerosmith. <laughs> Who I would say every new one jumps back at least seven years in relevance. <laughs> I mean, Savage Garden is such a pull. Yeah. Like, even for the year 2000, Todd. for Todd to yeah. break out Savage Garden. Todd, yeah. Also, th this is what's really frustrating about it. It's not that, like, I mean, for starters, it Aerosmith in the year 2000 like already well past their like yeah. rock and roll prime, right? Backstreet, Backstreet Boys is fine. I will give yeah, Backstreet fine, Boys a fine. great great band, and I will absolutely give you Backstreet but Boys. But the problem is that these are from not only from different eras, but totally different genres. And so it's it, it, there's no one on the planet who is a big fan of Backstreet Boys and Savage Garden and Aerosmith. And Aerosmith. I'll believe any two, but I won't believe all three. 
No, there's no way. There's no there's way. Not, there's no way. That is that is a decom writer, a sweaty decom writer going, um, um, yeah, uh, or, or like going into a going into a whatever uh, tower records, yes, and being like just glancing like warily around the room, seeing what people are buying, yeah, or just asking the clerk outright, yeah, saying, please, what what are young people like, please? <laughs> and the clerk's like, I don't know, Savage Garden. <laughs> I know yes. what I'll do. I'll look at the beginning of the alphabetical like order of mm-hmm. CDs in this record store. And Great. I'll look Aerosmith. Uh, Aerosmith. Backstreet Boys. Backstreet Boys. But- and then he had a sort of <laughs> a small, uh, he had a minor heart attack, <laughs> fell over. And as he came to, he was <laughs> on his side <laughs> looking at the S's. <laughs> like, damn, Savage Garden. He was like, I'll cover my tracks by picking from the back of the alphabet. So <laughs> then no one will know. Yeah. They won't know that I just went A, B. Yeah. Okay. So, in response to this, needless to say, Ken says, "Haven't you ever? This is hard to. Haven't you ever heard of? Haven't you you ever heard of Keely Smith, Louis Prima, Sergio Mendes? Haven't you ever heard of some dusty old mummy skeleton bands?" Asks Ken. (laughs) But there's no time to dwell on that because then Delia brings out a computer. And shows Todd. They're still sat in front of the diner here. Shows Todd a computer-generated animation of bowling. Yeah. It looks terrible. Delia's character is very odd. She is passionate about the mathematics of bowling. We will later find out that she absolutely despises bowling, the physical She's act of bowling. Physically repelled by bowling. <laughs> she doesn't want to bowl, has no interest in actually bowling. She, but is totally in love with the intoxicating mathematics of rolling a ball yeah. at 10 The pins. angles of bowling. I imagine yeah. that the mathematics of bowling are pretty interesting, but maybe not that deep. Like, there's <laughs> only so many ways that you can get you this. Can, and also you can say that about down, any, right? literally any sport, probably more so like basketball. Oh my gosh, I mean, yeah. You know, earlier yeah. when she was talking about the angles of basketball. Yeah, yeah. Told is unimpressed, surprisingly, by this terrible computer-generated animation of bowling that he's supposed to copy. They're trying to teach him that technique is more important than exactly. brute force. Exactly, yeah. But he tells them that there's less than four weeks until the... What is this tournament structure? <laughs> They're like, well, we've been going all year and the next man, the tiebreaker will be bowling and it'll happen in exactly a month. <laughs> so come back in a month. Come back, everyone, in a month. Todd counters by saying that spirit and attitude do matter. Which, to be fair, he would know as an actual athlete. But Ken is very... Yeah, Todd's, Todd's position is that they need competitive spirit to win. Alex's position is that they need to be good at bowling to win. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I mean, as you, can, as you can tell, there's probably a little bit of both, but they're both very, very uh, this, strident in their views. This is, the, this is the film's first go at trying to plant a flag in what its message is. Yeah. And it will, I promise you, it will never become clear... <laughs> but the way that we're struggling to describe what this scene is about yeah. is all the proof you need that they're like that this is it. This is where we kind of set out our stall up. This is the this is the story we're trying to tell. This is the this message. Is establishing the theme. Yeah. yeah. But, but, but it's so confused. It's it is, yeah. Ugh. Todd says that the East will be doing everything they can to get an edge. Ken is unimpressed. <laughs> it's bowling. What can they do, he says. We then cut to the evil East Appleton mayor outside their evil bowling alley. Yeah. A car pulls up. Hi there, coach. Welcome, he says. And out steps some kind of 1950s gangster. <laughs> yeah, yes, it's, it's like Don calling <laughs> So he's got like, we only see him from the back, but he's got a huge coat kind of sort of hung over his shoulders yep. and a big hat. Like, a Homburg hat <laughs> sits <laughs> jauntily. <laughs> Molto bene. <laughs> Don Corleone, I offer you this. 
anyway so just you know sit with that you know what actually don't sit with it it's not going to be important to the film whatsoever yeah. meanwhile alex gets an invite to lauren's cool party lauren's big cool party uh, yeah. he gets it by proxy because he's hanging out at school with todd they're talking about bowling and alex has also bought todd a dorky bowling shirt to wear yeah, with the name Dirk on it. Why do you guys dress so weird? Asks Todd of the weirdly dressed Alex. Uh, we don't dress weird, you do, says Alex. Even though, even though there are only four people in in this whole Anno Dom- Domini 2000 yeah. who are dressing like you. Was there, was there some kind of, was this a subculture? I feel like, you know, uh, oh, what was that? Um... I just want to dance the night away. The, oh, the Mavericks yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I know what you was mean. That a, was that a subcult? Luke, you used to go to that hairdresser who was a rockabilly who cut people's hair with a flick knife. You must know oh, yeah. about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well that's, that's what I was saying. Like, I feel like it, it's hard to say, but it was maybe this This is all making much more sense to people who grew up in the US. But from, from my point of view, this subculture does exist, but it's like... It's it's the rockabilly subculture, which is a thing, but it's like it's all tied up with it's not it's not bowling. It's like Greece. You know, it's like Greece crossed with sort of spooky Halloween stuff, right? Yeah. You can be uh-huh. into it in that kind of like Grease way, John Travolta, you know, Olivia Newton-John sort of way. You can be into it like you're, you know, the, the misfits with a great big double bass or whatever, and you've got like a... like Shaped like a coffin. Shaped like a coffin, and you've got like skeleton glow paint or, or whatever. Yeah. But the bowling thing... I personally have found have never been have never had access to a bowling area of this subculture. Well, I think I think it like it's it must be very closely tied to the 1950s and that's sort of aesthetic in in certain people's minds because okay this is a very niche um, narrow on. casting here Go but on. there's a one of the Universal Studios Orlando's hotels okay. is called Cabana Bay and it's based around sure. the 1950s yes. uh, that sort of atomic age like architecture yeah. and one of the things they have there is a bowling alley and it's like a, a hey 1950s bowling so the two things must be like inexorably linked yeah in some people's psyche like bowling in the 1950s yeah. like maybe that's when the the sport got really popular yeah. I, I mean I get it like I, I totally associate bowling with the 50s i just don't know that because there are lots of people and there are lots of subcultures today that are really into things or music or movies or art from the 50s but i just don't think that bowling is a huge but like what's the what's the sort of biggest cultural touchstone for bowling i'd say maybe the big lebowski kingpin maybe the farrelly brothers movie yes okay and that's like those things aren't those are very 90s yeah those things things. aren't like really keying into the 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 50s thing maybe bowling became popular in the 50s because it was that sort of suburban american pastime everyone's got yeah. a lot of like disposable income everyone's buying I guess new electronics it's like <laughs> homer simpson's thing isn't it i mean they've moved away from it in more recent series but it was like his thing was he was really into bowling yeah he's really into bowling yeah that's right and and it was like it was an activity that he did i kind of associate it in my mind with like a work softball league which is something that absolutely 100 percent does not exist in any capacity in the uk like sports teams oh, God, with your no, workplace yeah. i'm sure they exist no. but it is not a known thing but no. but i know of it from the simpsons and pop you know absorbing pop culture so you know what you know what Let's park this for now because I am super interested to read the long and very helpful email that we will certainly get from an American listener yes, who can absolutely. who can explain bowling's cultural <laughs> and the bowling importance. subculture. Yeah, yeah, bowling subculture. 
Okay, so let's move on. So we move to the, to the party, yeah. and we can tell this is a rocking party because you know. Okay, so you know how in a Fast and Furious movie, yes, at the start of a party scene, they'll show like a lady's butt, and she'll walk off, and the camera will sort of follow her, yeah, and that's how you know it's a kind of cool, sexy party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This does the same thing with a massive bowl of crisps. <laughs> It's just, <laughs> it's so good. There's like an establishing bowl of crisps. <laughs> this huge bowl of crisps. And there's a tracking shot following this bowl as it glides through the party. A swaying bowl of crisps sachets past the pool. It's, it, to be fair, it is a huge bowl of crisps. Glistening with pool water. Yeah. Oh my so god. So the party is popping up. That is an in- that is an incredible observation. Yeah, so this is Lauren's party. It's maybe 4 p.m. in the garden and 20 children in Gilets are eating. <laughs> it's it's bright daylight. It looks like such a depressing it's party. It's the most depressing party. It's like all these kids are just kind of there in the sort of dusk in the back garden eating crisps from plastic bowls. <laughs> Alex shows up, he's wearing a US Army recruiting shirt. <laughs> Because I guess that is vintage. Uh-huh. And yeah, he's at the party. Alex feels a little uncomfortable. You can tell he's a little bit of a, a wallflower at these social gatherings. Uh, and to be fair, when it cuts to a little bit later at night, Lauren does turn on some lights and stuff and some pop music is happening. So the party does feel a little bit more like a kind of happening teen yeah. happening teen party. He's starting to sort of get in more in with the cool jocks. Yeah. There's one large boy called Bubba who says, you're all right, and sort of shoves him to the ground. Yeah. Um, Lauren asks Todd to dance, and he <laughs> says no. He says, I hear you're the best bowler in town. Yeah. But he says it. He says it as if he's saying, I hear you ran over my sister. <laughs> I hear you're in the dog killing club. <laughs> yeah. I hear you I hear you're in the dog killing club, and you killed my dog. Yeah, and he's like, well, I guess. He shoves him over. In a cruel bowling experiment. So Lauren asks Todd to dance, and he says no. Uh, Lauren asks Alex to dance and he says he doesn't know how to dance to this mainstream sellout music maybe if they had some Lindy Hop he could twirl it around the room or something but but no it he won't dance to this music in the old folks <laughs> just starts Jackrabbit Slim Twist contest <laughs> well party's over folks <laughs> Alex is j- jumping and a jiving and a jitterbugging did the cops show up? worse <laughs> One kid started doing the Lindy Hop. (laughs) So having said he can't dance, Alex goes home. He leaves, but not before sharing a bit of significant eye contact with Lauren, who who you can kind of tell he has a little bit of a crush or maybe. Yeah. Um, Will that go anywhere? uh, Who says, no, it goes nowhere at all. (laughs) Lauren says that friends of Todd's are always welcome. The film is sort of establishing with all this party stuff that Alex is getting his first taste of popularity this is all um driven home a bit harder by a visit he pays to eliza's house in in like the middle of the night for some reason yeah yeah so walking home he he pops by eliza's house hey what are you doing here uh you know late errands and stuff okay that's not exactly true i went to lauren's party cheerleader todd's friend (laughs) oh my gosh wait a second so you and the golden boy were at the same party did you know any of the other people there? Not really. Unless you can't flip and Leo's real people. I'm not gonna lose you to that whole crowd, am I? Don't sweat it. It was just one party. Hey, what you got there? 220, that's fantastic. Thanks, I was gonna pin it to your front door. Sorry, I missed it. Hey, I promise I'll be there when you bowl 300. Deal. 
All right. He admits to Eliza that he went to Lauren's party. Uh, she laughs. A party, hilarious. We're aggressively outside of the mainstream. Ha 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 ha. It was a teenage wedding. They start jiving. She thinks that she might lose him to the uh, the popular crowd, but she bowled a 220, which is possibly good. It's impossible to tell with the inscrutable scoring system in bowling. I don't understand how if you're really good at bowling and the maximum score is 300, yeah. how is a 220 that good? Because it's like you're nearly a third of the potential points off of... Yeah. Yeah, you know? That's like, like 70%. Yeah. It's not It's not good. It's not good enough. <laughs> I'm not, I don't understand why if you're good at bowling you can't you can't bowl 10 strikes in a row surely if you every, can... surely it's surely like pro bowling everyone just scores 300 how do they, they presumably they just go for days and days until someone slips up someone's, or faints or, or has to go to work or <laughs> has to go to their real job <laughs> i've got a real edge in this match because i'm on the night shift i've got another 12 hours <laughs> Greg over there, his boss is a real hard ass. The tournament is called the the player who loses is the one whose boss turns up first. <laughs> to tell them to get back to work. Brian! <laughs> they told me you'd be here, I didn't want to believe it. <laughs> After the talk we had. <laughs> Come here, Brian. Take off those ridiculous shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry everyone, but I'm taking Brian back to the office. <laughs> Yay, we won. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now the jazz apples are one man down. How are they gonna bowl? It was a teenage. <laughs> <laughs> so meanwhile meanwhile back ridiculous at Meanwhile back in the alley. Back at the alley, Todd is steadily improving. Alex's dad is watching approvingly and says, Hey, Todd, you're a natural. Todd is like, OMG, fatherly approval. Oh man, these two words are more encouraging than anything the rest of them have said put together. Yeah. I'm happy and relieved. <laughs> Alex is like, uh, excuse me, dad, I thought you were on my side. Yeah, way to boost his ego, dad. Yeah, way to boost his ego, dad, I yeah. thought you were on my side. And dad is like, you're all on the same side, children. <laughs> Yeah, he gives an inspiring speech about teamwork that's immediately undercut by the mayor striding in and saying, Hello, Dropsy. Watching Todd prepare to bring the apple back to West Appleton, something you certainly never accomplished. <laughs> it's just... I, I laughed out loud at how yeah. stunningly rude a, a move this is from the mayor. Well, well, he had his heart broken. You know, he's, he strides into this man's place of business, calls him Dropsy... Hello, Dropsy. Hello, Dropsy. Oh, man. Okay, uh, but then the mayor drops another bombshell. He's, he's really bet the whole farm on this one. I also spoke with Mayor Hanberger of the East, and we made a new little wager. You're betting on us? When East Appleton loses, they will have to proclaim it West Appleton Day and hold a parade in our honor. And what if we lose? What type of attitude is that? Wait, wait, wait. Wait a minute here. Isn't it enough just to win the apple? I mean, do we need to put more pressure on these kids? Look, when you got someone like Todd to lead you to victory, you've got to take advantage of it. It's a golden opportunity. So, yeah, the mayor has upped the ante on the bet. Uh, when East Appleton loses, they'll have to name it West Appleton Day and hold a parade in their honour. Um, <laughs> the dad thinks this is too much pressure. The mayor disagrees. If, if East Appleton accepts those terms... Mm. 
then like maybe you should be asking for something that isn't a stupid parade. Like you should be asking for like 30% of their GDP yeah. or something. Like Yeah, we want all of your fiber optic cables. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we want we want your resources. We want your copper. Yeah. We want your iron. We want your apple pie factory, you know? Yeah, like, we want there. Get the apple pies. Yeah, not a but- parade. We also well, it 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 becomes very clear that this is a sort of vanity project for the two mayors, and it's not really in the interests of the town. We also find out at this point um, the rules are set, so it's going to be four on four bowling with a substitution player who can come out at any time, and like a pinch hitter, that subs in this, for good for the rest of the game. I had to, I had to pause and replay this because I could not believe, <laughs> I could not believe yeah. that this film introduces us to a to to a gang of four bowling friends. Who are all in bowling club, <laughs> and yeah. and then the mayor and the principal find out that there's going to be a bowling challenge, and they're like, "Oh my god, what are we going to do?" And then they find out that Todd signed up for bowling club, or his friend signed him up as a prank, and they're like, "Oh, thank God, we found our fifth bowler." Anyway, it's like a week later, they actually read the rules, and it turns out they only needed four to begin with. So you didn't need you have a perf you have a flawless bowl you already have the team. Well, the, prob- the problem is... Thing, Todd doesn't need to be on this team at all. Well, the problem is that Delia, the fourth member of the team, doesn't like bowling <laughs> allergic, and doesn't want to bowl. Allergic to the physical act of bowling. <laughs> yeah. She's a purely theory. She's a sim bowler. She, she, yeah. she's, got like a, she's got a Thrustmaster rig at home for, sort of, <laughs> for doing, doing virtual bowls. <laughs> yeah, she's really into wee bowling, yeah. but she's not so... <laughs> It's so annoying that it turns out at this point to be a four-person thing. It's just such, yeah. They keep throwing in these unnecessary. Ugh. Like they don't need to. They can just say, "Oh yeah, it's five. But they yeah. throw in this four thing Ugh. for no reason. It's just a stumbling block in the story that makes like later on they're going to act like this substitution thing is a big deal. It's not. Yeah. It's stupid. So anyway, anyway, the kids, the kids leave. Todd's going to go and see East Appleton's bowling team. The others are appalled at the very idea, but Alex does decide to join him. Yes, they cycle over. Uh, there's a sign that says, "You're now entering East Appleton, home of the world's best apple pie." <laughs> and then the music suddenly becomes sinister. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's like a um, it's a, like a menacing military march. It's like on the snares, yeah. like. Evil East Appleton, home of the world's most evil apple pie. As they cycle over the DMZ and traverse the border into East Appleton. <laughs> they make their way through the barbed wire nest. Scramble bleeding through the... Present their papers to the <laughs> grim-faced <laughs> pillbox. They evade the snipers. <laughs> so they go to East Appleton's bowling alley, which is really nice. Yeah, it's got much better pinball yeah, machines. Yeah, yeah, it's got like cool arcade stuff. So they hide behind some ferns and they observe the East Appleton bowling super soldiers. <laughs> they are the Nagurski twins. Yeah. So there's a bit of like a roll call on them because Todd recognizes them all from other sports, which is weird. Yeah. So there's the Nagurski twins who are great at football. There's Baron McKay, a basketball legend. Yeah. There's Katie Tanner, who is a tennis star. Yeah. Are these. Do these skills transfer? <laughs> Well, they they kind of do in uh, Todd's case, right? Yeah, that's true. Todd is actually getting pretty good at bowling. But we're in so yeah. much trouble, he says. But then the big reveal, their coach is none other than Whipsaw McGraw, two-time US Open champion and PBA Tour pro and expected back at the pet store at 2pm. <laughs> <laughs> His manager is, this is strike three. This is strike three, Whipsaw. Funny you should mention strikes, because actually this morning I go, not today, Whipsaw! <laughs> not now! 
Go muck out those budgies. And then the biggest reveal of all. Thanks for coming, cousin, <gasps> says the mayor. Dun, dun, Just glad dun. to have a few days off from the tour, says the big time pro bowler. Whipsaw McGraw annoyed me because having already been introduced to one bowling person with an odd name that I assumed wasn't real, but then Googled him and yeah. he was real. I had to Google Whipsaw McGraw to see if this was cameo from a real bowling coach. I mean, how hard would it have been to get a real bowling guy to cameo? Well, he always have to get time off work. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. I'd have to... I can film from 8pm <laughs> to 10pm. I'd have to talk to Megan, who does the timesheets. <laughs> I've got to clean all the tanks, so... Yeah. <laughs> can you come down to the bed store? <laughs> can we film the cameo at the exotic fish shop? Is there a good my character be mucking out the budgies for some reason? <laughs> to be to be fair, I looked up the prize money for the um, the bowling pro tour, yeah. and if you win, you do get a hundred thousand dollars. Damn! So, hey, look, yeah. look, no shade on bowling. Don't be mad at us professional bowlers. Despite, yeah, despite everything we've said so far, no shade on bowling. <laughs> Disregard everything we've said up to this point. Yeah. That was all, you know, joking around. In reality, we both deeply respect bowling. <laughs> yeah, you know, look, let's be real. The reality let's is, be, look, we're not real enough real. on this podcast, and I think it's time we were real for the a second. The reality bowling is, is that Andy and I are both passionate bowlers <laughs> and love bowling <laughs> very much, and think like. This podcast originally started as a bowling podcast, yeah, but it was getting very few listens yeah. because, unfortunately, the sport isn't popular. <laughs> and, and we think that that's bad. Yeah, we do. We think it should be popular because I of the incredible that, depth. Yeah, Look, for real. Though, I think that Guppy. I think that Guppy Trout. For real is, though, why don't they all good. bowl three hundreds all the time? <laughs> like, why? If you just do it ten times in a row. Yeah. If you're good at bowling, you should be able to... I it's not like, I'm not good at bowling. I've bowled loads of strikes. It can't be that hard yes, to get... It's true. <laughs> I bowl once every six years and I get like a few strikes. Yeah. So just do that. Just do that. It's easy. <laughs> okay. Please write in, but please be kind. Anyway, so they get caught snooping on Whipsaw McGraw's super soldiers. Super bowling. <laughs> team um, evil. Alex is caught but by, by the evil team, but Todd, who managed to sneak away, rescues him by running back into the bowling alley and pretending to have found him for an ass whooping, which is odd. Yeah. He's, sort of he's like, I tailed you here to beat your ass. And they're like, oh, okay, Todd, you're going to take care of the ass beating for us. And he's like, sure he's thing. He's like, sure will. And then he takes him outside and he's like, haha, you thought that was real. We're becoming fast friends. Why, anyway, do, the, why do the East Appletonians like respect Todd, their hated rival, the superstar of West? They should be like, great, an opportunity to break the kneecaps of yeah. West Appleton's greatest we can beat them both their sporting asses. acid. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't make sense. But, but, but. Todd agrees to be tutored by Alex, having realised the severity of the bowling that they're up against. Yeah, their relations are softening. Yeah. So Todd arrives at the bowling lanes first thing in the morning. Delia isn't using her lane. Come join us, says Alex. You know form, but you don't know style. This, this scene is unbearable. It's hard to watch. Imagine you had a friend who was like, ah, come on down to the lanes. I think you'll find uh, being a 50s greaser, bowler, rockabilly is a little cooler than you're expecting. And you're like, oh, all right, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. And then you get there. It's an empty bowling alley apart from four children <laughs> who are dressed in... Eliza's wearing like a 50s rock and roll skirt and cardigan combo. Yep. And then the words, gotta move, gotta jive, <laughs> are uttered uh -huh. with no trace of irony. Uh, Delia hit it, they say, and then uh, right down the middle starts playing. Yep. They start grooving and a jiving, and they're bowling all 50s style. Well, now, 
Well, now, Andy, you say right down the middle starts playing. Well, that's what the subtitles said. Yeah. So straight down, straight down, straight down the middle. Oh, straight down the middle. Well, no, 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 okay. no, 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 no. You're right. It says right down the middle. Okay. So straight down the middle is a Bing yeah. Crosby song. Okay. Okay. I don't know what it's about. I think it might be about golf. This song, the subtitles say right down the middle starts playing, very, very strongly asserting that this is like a real song from the 50s. Yeah. But it isn't. It's a song written for Alley Cat Strike. Well, it does mention that it has the words Alley Cat Strike in it. But I assumed when I heard this, I was like, oh, right, okay, so like Alley Cat Strike, the film, is named after a famous lyric from this famous song. But it isn't. They just wrote this song for it. Anyway, what I'm saying is, I think we should hear some of this song so that you get a sense of the tone of this scene. Knock, knock, knock them down Baby, let's go to town Jukebox fills the air Hey, we got time to spare Gonna set them up just the way we like Cause the tour heats up when the alley cat strikes Ooh, right down the middle So you have to imagine five noughties teens sort of jiving and grooving and twisting to this. Yeah, they're all jiving and Lindy hopping. The, the montage um, ends with all of them sliding down the lanes. Yeah, they're all stepping over the foul line constantly. Yeah. They're like kicking the ball, sliding down the lanes. <laughs> this is useless for practice. There's a bit, I don't know if you noticed Killing this. Killing a dog. <laughs> Killing a dog with a hammer. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed this, but yeah. there's, a bit, there's a bit where Alex bowls through his legs and then Ken tries to do the same to bowl through Alex's legs. But I don't think Alex realises and he sort of half turns around and the ball bounces off Alex's leg in a way that looks really painful. <laughs> Didn't notice. And I can't believe they left it in the movie. <laughs> He like half turns, but Ken has already committed to the role. And it sort of bounces off his shin. That would explain why in every subsequent scene, Alex is only shot from the waist up and he's wincing and sweating. I might actually, I I might need you to watch this right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, please. please. Oh, there he goes. Oh, no. (laughs) That looks like a narrowly avoided broken leg. Yeah. I mean, we don't know it was narrowly avoided. Maybe they had to hold filming for six months. You'll notice the actor changes at this point in the film. (laughs) Okay, yeah, that is weird. That's weird that they left that in. So your music is weird, but I think you can turn this into something useful, says Todd. Inaccurately. This was fun. You, If we sell this to people, your alley will be better. Maybe once a week we could make bowling fun. It wouldn't work, says Alex, because the alley is currently unpopular. Yeah, so that's the point, dip. <laughs> so Todd says you've got to make the alley the place to be. And they start planning this big, big weekly party. The fact that Alex doesn't think this will work is wild to me. Because well, because bowling is currently unpopular. Yeah, because, well, Todd says, like, you've got to sell it. And Alex says, there's nothing to sell. But he's talking about a universally enjoyed social leisure activity. Yeah, but at a place that is full of <laughs> sullen <laughs> 50s greasers bowling in silence. I know, but you would think that, like, the overwhelming number of regular people having birthday parties, like, this town has 10-year-olds. Those 10-year-olds need birthday parties. They will, they will get driven off by the dead dogs <laughs> strung up on poles outside. Dog skulls mounted on sticks. <laughs> so, yeah, they're like, what are we going to call this weekly party? A few ideas are thrown out. Lane bash, alley dance. And then Delia says, the bowling ball. And everyone acts like she's a genius. <laughs> despite being the most obvious answer. So now the film, panicking that bowling isn't interesting, briefly diverts into a party planning subplot where they're planning the bowling ball. 
So Todd mm-hmm. takes Alex out on the town. He sort of wants wants to show him the benefits of of celebrity and being famous. Which what he means by that is he goes into a hardware store and tells someone who works there that like they need some lights and some stuff. And yeah. the person who works there is like, "Wow, yeah. anything for you, Todd." And I need like six packets of cigarettes and a bottle of whiskey and all this copper wire. Well, anything for you, Todd. Hey, you're going to serve yeah. it out to those East Appletonians? <laughs> yeah, sure am. Yeah, you know. Hey, just uh, pop, the, pop the register real quick. I'll just take a few of these 20s. <laughs> oh, gee, Todd. Hey, I, could I get a little picture from behind the till here? <laughs> My wife is... Absolutely. Get your f-ing hands off me. I'm out of this store. <laughs> oh. So Todd then uses his immense leverage in the town to drum up more press for the bowling ball. He says, I'll get Sweet Lou to mention this on the radio. He owes me, says Todd. (laughs) Now, at this point, I have to ask, what favour did Todd do for Sweet Lou? Todd is a high school kid. Sweet Lou is like a sort of sports commentator, local radio DJ. Hype man, yeah. Yeah. He probably probably witnessed a crime that Sweet Lou did. And he, he is keeping quiet about it. Helped Sweet Lou hide a body. Yeah, yeah. He's like, he's strong. Yeah. So anyway. Says all the sports. They come home laden with paint and silly string and lights. All the things you need for a good business. Yeah, right. Yeah. The dad and Todd are excited. Oh, I don't know, dad, says Alex. It's going to change the place, it being a viable business. It won't be real bowling anymore if it's popular. <laughs> he says it won't. This place has got to change, says dad, as the repo men circle. <laughs> he says it won't be our own special place anymore. Meanwhile, Dad has, <laughs> Dad has the sort of distant stare of someone who is drowning financially. Yeah. So, like, Alex, maybe just maybe just let him put up some silly string and sell some bowling. So anyway, Dad confesses in, in this conversation that he and the mayor used to be best friends. Yeah, back when they were Alex's age. Yeah. He says that the worst thing that ever happened, the biggest mistake he ever made was letting the Apple trophy get in the way of that... Friendship or something. They fought for the apple and something happens. Yeah. But let's focus on saving this place right now. They agree to make the place rock. Yeah. So as he leaves, Alex goes for a shoulder tap on his dad. Like a kind of, you know, like kind of thanks. But, you know, you'd like you kind of like a little gentlemanly kind of like tap on the shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> but misses. And I guess there's no time for a second take. Yeah, he misses by like a clear foot. Yeah, which, you know, it's fine. But I guess Eisner is... He's supposed to have incredible hand-eye coordination. He's a bowler. <laughs> Eisner is poised over the play button at the Disney Channel control board. Daring the director of Alley Cat Strike not to get a DVD in there in time. I'm about know, to this... press play. My finger's going down. If there's not know, a DVD this... in this player by the time it does. Ever since this kid got whacked in the legs and head with that bowling ball, his, I don't know, his spatial awareness seems off. I don't care. Get me that DVD. So at high school, yeah. Alex and Todd hand out flyers for the bowling ball, leveraging his popularity. Yeah. Then back at the alley, Todd and Alex are practising. And Alex shows Todd the 7-10 split. Hey, listen, I hope you're excited to learn more about bowling. Yeah, the most dreaded shot in bowling. A 7-10 split you probably are familiar with. It's like it's that hard one where the, the two most further back pins are the yeah. only ones left. It's in this that's The Simpsons episode about bowling. Yeah, probably because so. it's the only moderately interesting thing that can happen in a bowling frame. Yeah. <laughs> no shade. <laughs> so... Alex is practicing the 7-10 split. Yeah. Todd says, oh, that's easy. He tries it. He fails. Yeah. Uh, we get a montage of him failing and he never gets it. In the match, I'll make it, though. I thrive under pressure, he says. Harder than it looks. <sighs> yeah, but in a match, I'll make it. I thrive on the pressure. So I've heard. Mm-hmm. The reset's broken again. Be back in a minute. Take a break. Ah, nice for you to join us. 
You spend the next four years straight in here, and you'll practice as much as we have, then we'll talk. Man, Alex is the only one of you guys who has the right attitude. The rest of you don't care at all. Where do you come off telling us how we feel? You think you know everything about us. You think you know everything about everything. I know how to win. And I know how to bowl. It's not enough. Well, then let me tell you something else. My entire life, my father has wanted me to play sports. You could be a star, he tells me. You got the talent, he says. But you know what? I have fun bowling, and I don't like other sports. Now all of a sudden, bowling means everything to our town. And you think I don't care? Think again, Golden Boy. That's more like it. You gotta know that it's okay to aim high, and it's okay to show it. So Todd is giving them this lecture about how they're late um, for practice and the, uh, the rest of the team are all indignant. And I think their argument would hold more water if they weren't all holding ice cream cones. <laughs> How's practice going, eh? <laughs> Why are you hard? late? <laughs> no reason. To be fair to Eliza... Did you stop for ice cream? To be fair to Delia, no one expects her to touch a bowling ball. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're all, they've all, she's just there to do their math yeah, stuff. They've all placidly accepted that it's okay for, for one-fifth of this bowling team to have like a sort of hatred sort of, of... ceremonial <laughs> mathematician position. Yeah, hatred of actual bowling. Yeah. But anyway, they end this conversation with the following exchange. Oh my God. They decide that they actually agree. Ken says, you're right, says the cool cats. And then Todd says, you're right, says the hot dog. Okay, I googled this, hoping against hope that it would be a phrase from an old American sitcom I'd never seen or heard of. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it is. I think it's just dialogue from Alley Cat's child. <laughs> sure. You're right, say the cool cats. You're right, says the hot dog. You know what? I'm going to lean into it. I'm going to make this part of my everyday speech. This is going to be your personality from now on. Whenever I, whenever I want to say that someone is right... I'm going to follow it up with, say the cool cats. You're right, says the cool cats. You're right, say the cool cats. You're right, says the hot dog. And then you lean, you lean in and go, and you say you're right, says the hot dog. You're right, says the hot dog. Why do I say it? Or I'll kill your dog. I I just came round to ask if you'd seen my cat. I. I, Oh, I've no interest in cats at all. Have you or haven't you? Because it was hanging around in your garden and then it disappeared. I tell, so a, lie. I just wanna... I tell a lie, we do use cats as dog bait. <laughs> we'll, just pop, we'll just pop a cat under a box with propped up by yeah. a stick and wait for, <laughs> a, with a stick. wait for a dog to go eat it. And then we've got ourselves a dog. It could be simple. <laughs> so, so Todd's... Todd has been named the captain of the bowling team for some reason. Yeah. Alex is named co-captain. They go on the Sweet Lou show. Uh, <laughs> will you win, he demands. They're confident they will win. They throw to the phones and on the phone is Tony's lasagna heaven, <laughs> who would like to say that they loved, they loved them. Well, thanks, Tony. <laughs> thanks, Tony's lasagna heaven. <laughs> Alex is loving all this adoration and fame. Yeah, yeah. Is the point. Even Tony's lasagna heaven loves him. <laughs> Whereas before, Tony's lasagna heaven wouldn't spit on him if he was on fire. No. So they've done the interview with Sweet Lou and... Where, where the <laughs> is he of him? Please stop saying <laughs> So um, the interview actually goes so great that Giddily, Todd and Alex sort of trip out of the radio building high on fame and Tony's mm-hmm. praise from lasagna HQ or whatever. Tony's lasagna heaven. <laughs> Tony's wet, 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 wet lasagna heaven. 
<laughs> so much so that Alex forgets that he had actually organised to meet the rest of the bowling team, the uncool bowling team. After the interview, he had arranged to meet with them, but he forgets it because at he's... At the old-timey diner, the old yeah. Timey so diner. So if he gets we see it, the others to, leave the diner. Yeah. Alex forgot to meet them. They're desolate. And then as they walk past, they spot Alex partying with jocks at what looks like a bar next door. But can't be a bar because they're all children. It can't be a bar. The ice cream sundaes are flowing and they couldn't be more furious, the, these kids. Exactly. They've been stood up. So, they've, so they see they've been stood up and are sad. This film is not very coherent, so it's a hard one to sum up. But like, just to rephrase, in case it's not clear, the way the film is moving, the story it's telling now, is that Alex is getting sucked into the heady world of fame that being friends with Todd and yeah. being part of the... Like, Going on the Sweet Low show. Yeah, exactly. You know. Being like a bowling celebrity in the town. The unbelievable glitz and glamour of being on the Sweet Lou show and being praised by Tony's lasagna heaven <laughs> yeah. has gone straight to his head. And now he's in his own head and he can't bowl properly because there's too much you on the line. You don't have to pay for your own ice cream sundaes after a spot like that. No, he can't give up this new lifestyle and he knows that if he plays badly in the Apple tournament, he he will lose it all. Exactly. It'll all come crashing down around him. So there's team disharmony because they've all been stood up and they've told Alex that they were annoyed at him. He's But he's too in his head. He can't bowl. The pressure's really getting to him. Yeah. But don't worry about that because it is time for the bowling ball, by which I yeah. mean, you know, that party that they were planning. So what they do is, I okay, we've been, we've been ragging pretty hard on this like 50s aesthetic. Uh-huh. But I have to say... What they do here is they put up an inordinate amount of crappy lights and balloons and they turn this classic vintage aesthetic alley into a late 90s mall arcade. <laughs> that, like, OK, let me I'm going to yeah, and it, and it, it rules. I'm going to I'm going to tell you something about the, the look that they've given it and you'll immediately know what I mean. It is the kind of place that would be full of inflatable neon aliens. Yeah, you got it. all the pins are like yeah. covered in UV paint. Yes, uh, they're under UV light. What store is in that... town did they go to to get free UV paint for <laughs> pin? Yeah, it doesn't matter. What's hil- what's hilarious at this point is earlier in in the scene where they went to the hardware store yeah. behind the counter, there was a clock shaped like an apple. Right, and during this scene. The clock shaped like an apple is now behind the counter of the bowling alley, so they have the <laughs> clock as well. And it's I'll have the man's clock. clock off his wall. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. They took his clock. They're, they're wearing the shirt off the clerk's back. <laughs> so, so anyway, the, they're ready for the bowling ball. The the bowling alley no longer looks like a cool classic 50s thing, but yeah, is is this kind of sort of neon nightmare. Todd yeah. breezes in, in uh, in the front of a huge crowd of cool kids. He's wearing in sunglasses, even though they've made it very dark in here. Yeah. And he hands over a CD to play instead of swing music. This just makes me think, like, how was dad effing up so badly that he could not run a successful bowling alley mm-hmm. in a town full of high schoolers? Everyone likes bowling. Everyone's loving it. it bowling is enjoyable. Yeah, but the music was all wrong. So yeah, now we've true. got, like, Fair rock enough. music is playing. Yeah, like, we get a, um, a montage. So, like, tons of Dutch angles. Everyone's having a wild time bowling. The cash registers are ringing. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. The mopey gang of dickhead 50s kids are being pricks about it. Where's Alex? They weep. Ken is annoyed that Todd is good at bowling. Elisa can't believe that he's celebrating a strike. And then Todd gets on the mic and he's like, welcome to the first weekly bowling ball, you know, drumming up business. Yeah. Which he doesn't have to do. No, he's being really for, good for about his it. new friends, he's like, oh, I'll tell you what, why don't I win the big game and also save my friend's business? In this film, 
Alex is ostensibly the protagonist, but gradually as it goes, Todd morphs into the main character <laughs> through sheer force of charisma. And likability. And likability, yeah. And this is the- And not being a mopey dickhead like everyone in the bowling club. Yeah, this is the point at which like he does a thing that is so nice and so generous with his time. Yeah. That he doesn't have to make this bowling alley a viable business, but he does. It's nice of him. Let's, in fact, let's hear some of his speech. Hey, gather around, everyone, gather around! Yeah, welcome to the first weekly bowling ball. Having fun? Okay, well, the fun is about to get even better. Not only will you find me and my partner Alex Thompson on lane eight, demonstrating how we're gonna thrash East Appleton. this speech by promising a display of bowling with quote extreme style that's right and out comes alex also wearing sunglasses everyone's <laughs> loving it and he's no longer dressed like a 50s weirdo he's got on like a ribbed sweater and khakis you know a cool outfit he says, i hope you're ready for some bowling with extreme style and what extreme style turns out to mean is wrap around oakley's and this sweater he's wearing and nothing else and then they just bowl like normal but while wearing these sunglasses it's his extreme style. He looks like he's, you know, wearing something from the CNA catalogue in 1990. Yeah, like, I was expecting that they would integrate breakdancing, which is what normally happens in these movies, right? Or some, yeah. you know, or Johans would show up and... <laughs> Tie a rope to the bowling ball and start doing tricks with it. Uh, yeah, just walk the dog um, down the... <laughs> walk the dog yeah. to its place of execution. <laughs> <laughs> walk the you dog can't... to the bloody X on the floor. <laughs> Tether it the dog looks around. Where's the treat? <laughs> Tether it, it tightly to the ground. <laughs> so oh, Alex no. goes over to the Mopey gang yeah. and uh, Ken whines about it not playing the exact music that he wants. Yeah. Come on, guys, says Alex. This place is a viable business for once. I, yeah, I might not lose my home. So that's good. <laughs> and they're like, you sell out. Yeah. So the night is over. Alex is taking out the trash in an alley. Uh, he hears the populars talking in the street. Lauren says the night was cool, but the other jock says they're really sick of Alex. Once a geek, always a geek, they say. Well, after the apple, things will be back to normal, says Lauren. And sad piano music starts playing and the impossibly handsome and athletic Alex <laughs> turns away, yeah. relegated once more to his role of nerd and social pariah. So then Alex goes inside and tells his dad, actually, I hate this. Yeah. I, Dad, I know I was having a good time tonight, but I actually hate what we've done to the bowling alley and I hate all the money yeah. you've made. By which he yeah. means a kid was mean to me. Also, it's like in most films, Alex would overhear Todd saying something like this. Yep. And that would put them at odds against each other. But Todd is so nice and likable that it's just these other jerk jocks that are say saying it. it. Yeah. And he's he's inside clearing up the bowling alley. Yeah. <laughs> For his friend's dad's business. <laughs> Yeah, Todd is Todd is really nice. Todd's a really good guy. Also, the film wants like Alex and Todd to be sort of at odds. It wants to it wants to sort of position that they are like two sides of the same coin, and the coin is sport, where one of them is like yeah. technique and reverence, and one of them is like team spirit and attitude. But even as I try and say that, and fun. Even as I try and say that, it doesn't really hold together because 
yeah, like it just doesn't make sense because like it's not like Todd's not having fun. No. And it's not like Alex isn't talented and skilled. Todd is going on his own little character arc and having a great time and everyone else is just moping and moaning yeah. around him. Anyway, it's a mess. So the next day at practice, Todd is bowling like a champ. Alex is still sucking at bowling because he's still really in his head. Again, Todd is just effortlessly replacing him as the protagonist of this film. The yeah. mayor comes in. He is struggling to hit the 7-10 split still. Yeah, you know, you can't this, do it. this feels significant. Won't be, though. The mayor comes in and gets them a bit hyped up, and he doles out new uniforms mm-hmm. uh, for the team to wear. They are ugly red uniforms, so they're not allowed to well, wear their 50s They're red, t- they're red T-shirts that say, like, Appleton Bowling or something, yeah. and everyone acts <laughs> like they're the most hideous things they've ever seen. They're like, fashion emergency... It's a red t-shirt with black text on it. It's not that bad. Yeah. I don't know what they're complaining about. It looks like a high school bowling club t-shirt. Yeah. They do look like they cost about $4. But, you know, (laughs) the mayor has put all his money on (laughs) this huge wager. The mayor isn't liquid right now. (laughs) All his money's tied up in cider. (laughs) So, yeah, Eliza says that they're ugly, but the principal says that nothing that says West Appleton Wildcats on it can be ugly, which is... Uh, you know, a bit draconian. Yeah. Fair enough. Alex is complaining to his dad about the uniforms. In the background, Todd is explaining to the others that the bet has deepened further. Oh, no. If they win, the new school will be called West Appleton Junior High. If they lose, it'll be East Appleton Junior High. Oh, my God. High. Who cares? <laughs> Let me ask you this. Why are these schools combining if both mayors hate it? Is this a federal That's decision? True. Has this come yeah. down from the White House? The, yeah right did george w bush <laughs> come on down here it's like oh my first the first thing i'm doing yeah when i get in first thing i'm doing is it, forcing west appleton and east appleton to put aside their years of bitter hatred and combine yeah. high schools yeah like the mayor doesn't want to do this they the whole both these towns love their long-running rival high school rivalry i guess it would have still been clinton wouldn't it so it, maybe oh, okay. it was one of his like mid, his one of his midnight resolutions mm, 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 you know mm, on his way mm, out of office he's like pardoning a bunch of people oh, and he's like and also <laughs> What? <laughs> One other thing, fellas. We're going to make these two high schools for some reason. These Appleton fucks. <laughs> I want them merged. Worst apple pie I ever had in my life. <laughs> so, anyway, this, for some reason, is the last straw for Alex. It's too much pressure. If we win, the new school will be called West Appleton Junior High. And if we lose, it'll be called East Appleton Junior High. Wait, so now it's the Mighty Apple and the school? Look, don't whip out of me, guys. We were so close. We are so good. Oh, that was it. That was the final straw. My old friends hate me. My new friends aren't my friends at all. Oh, this just isn't any fun anymore. Look at this. They bet a school on us and they give us a piece of junk. All they care about is winning. They don't understand bowling and they don't understand us. Alex, no one understands us. This is bogus. I'm so out of here. What do you mean? What do you think I mean? I quit. No way, you can't quit. You can't leave me now. Watch me. Alex, you can't quit now. We're too far into this thing. The team needs you. We are not having a good day. What a loser. Not a loser. This isn't the real Alex. Of course, you must know that now that you're his best bud. (sighs) At least there's still four of us. Four? Me? Bull? Delia. Delia, in in the wake of Alex quitting, Delia realises that she might have to bowl now 
and and passes away. Passes, yeah, and simply dies. She sort of faints yeah. and then says it's in a bit to lighten the mood. But yeah, Alex has had the brink realization. He's realized yes. that it's not fun anymore. Oh man. Well, he's had the brink realization, but he hasn't had the brink film. <laughs> unfortunately (laughs) so it's now the day before the contest the team apart from alex who's gone is nervous uh, because alex has left they hate their uniforms these are fears and tensions that only heighten when the mighty apple trophy is carried in and ceremonially placed in the bowling alley the small plastic (laughs) spray painted gold is carried in Everyone falls to their knees and averts their eyes. It's like at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Everyone sort of averts their eyes. But to look upon the apple. Yeah, to look (laughs) upon the apple is to be destroyed. So later, Todd comes to see the team at the diner because Todd is the protagonist now because Alex has literally <laughs> left. He's noped out. He's of, abrogated. He's left his own he's movie. He's noped out of his own film. So then Todd <laughs> comes to see the team who are sad and they talk. Todd explains the pressures that he is under. Lisa, you can bowl the worst game of your life tomorrow. A five, maybe, or a ten. But at the end of the day, your friends wouldn't care. And that is just so cool. I want to win, you know. We all do. It's nice having people look at us. Actually at us, not past us. People always look at you after this. Win or lose. No. People always look at you and blame us for the loss. Or say we were carried by you to a win. Look, forget about the game. What I'm saying is that eventually people will see you. Because you're there. And you're real. That's all that counts. So as you can hear, Todd is like a real nice guy. Yeah. That said, they tell they tell him to go and talk to Alex, yeah. um, and he's like, "Oh, I've I've got something for you, but I should go talk to Alex first. And he leaves, and they sort of marvel at how great a guy Todd is. But this is one of several conversations in this film about a conversation about sports and a conversation about yeah. winning that just seems to go absolutely nowhere and and say nothing. This one ends. This one ends with Todd saying to Ken, "Eventually, people will see you because you're there and you're real." <laughs> which, <laughs> which, which, <laughs> that's nothing. The, ba- the bare minimum. <laughs> Eventually, someone can be. will see you. Well, what I can say about and- you, Ken, is that you're excellent. <laughs> Ken, look, don't listen to what they say because you're there. <laughs> You're there. You're sat in that chair right now, Ken. You're there and you exist. Look, what I can say about you, Ken, is you physically exist in this world. <laughs> Ken, you occupy space. A great deal of it. <laughs> but it's so... It, and then he's like, you're right, I should go and talk to Alex. And then he walks over to Alex's house and then he has the exact same conversation with Alex. Yeah, which also doesn't really end with anything becoming clear. They just talk about how like uh, you know todd goes to alex's house confesses that he really likes him yeah i've written they have another sports conversation about winning and having fun that doesn't mean anything well he's like he's like i think the point is he's like tomorrow he's trying to get him back on the team yeah he's like let's just go out there and have fun he knows he's in his own head so he's like we'll go out there we'll have a nice time and i won't have fun if you're not there because you're my friend let's just go out and bowl together right and then he take he opens the bag and he takes out it's a shirt oh my he's got God. them oh my shirts God. made up it's a pause the movie laugh out loud moment <laughs> So, you know, they weren't happy with the current uniforms. (laughs) Don't worry, because here's Todd revealing his gift to the team. New uniforms. Okay, so here's so it's red Uh and black. It says Alley Cats in red and gold. And there is a gold embroidery thread cartoon cat wearing sunglasses and a tie leaning over a bowling ball. It looks so crappy. Is it the cat has a speech bubble coming out of his mouth that says Scar is my whole personality and I, I will never turn my back on Scar? Do you, 
Do you remember the music video for Opposites Attract? Yeah, this MC, MC Scat Cat. This looks like MC Scat Cat was forced to get a real job. <laughs> this looks like MC Scat Cat, age 50, at like a company AGM trying to explain to his uninterested colleagues about the music career he used to have. This looks like MC Scat Cat became a police officer and then had to go undercover at a Mighty Mighty Boston's concert. <laughs> How do you do, fellow Skag? <laughs> I'm I'm torn between thinking this is literally the worst thing I've ever seen and genuinely quite wanting a tattoo of it. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I kind of I would I would probably wear one. Ironically, uh, yeah, I would. Yeah, I mean, my first question was just to check. Like, we can't put this on merch, can we? <laughs> like, <laughs> no, no, we can't. We I can't. don't think so. Disney owns this, sadly. Oh, it's so good. We'll put it on Instagram. So he leaves this with Alex and he's like, just think about it. Alex sits on the porch and his dad comes out and he's like, oh, hey, do you remember how you have a mom and granddad? Well, good news. They're coming to the bowling tomorrow. That's exciting. Mom is coming to the bowling and she is real. <laughs> I miss bowling the way it used to be. Unprofitable, says Alex. And then dad law dumps on him about how him and the mayor were on the school baseball team. They messed up a double play against East Appleton. The mayor says that Alex's dad dropped the ball. Alex's dad says that the mayor made a bad throw, but it cost them the game and their friendship and the apple of Eden <laughs> um, or whatever. <laughs> so it, th- there's no real point to the this. The mighty apple changed us. Says dad. <laughs> <laughs> there's no point to this, but is it really a decom until there's been a father son porch chat at night? So yeah, no, no. So it's now the big day of the match. The mayors unveil the mighty apple trophy. Mayor Hanberger says today we'll decide where it resides for all eternity, which is a huge, hugely optimistic. Yeah. yeah. You know, all eternity. They hype up the crowd and then they sort of sexually unveil the mighty apple. Yeah. And everyone in the room climaxes simultaneously. <laughs> now, because everyone in town is obsessed with this stupid apple. Now, considering that everyone in both towns is so heavily invested in this, it's not a great turnout for the match. <laughs> There's about 30 or 40 people this is not, there. I don't know why they're hosting it in, in this Appleton. Because it's like, the, we've already seen that East Appleton has a much bigger... And it was a coin flip. They said earlier they had the home court oh, advantage. Oh yeah, that's right. So yeah. they have to hold it in the crappy bowling yeah. alley in West Appleton. So, but anyway, you know, there's like, there's some extras in there. It's fine. Outside, uh, the team is watching through a door and they're, they're really worried and they're really stressed. What can they do? The pressure seems so much. Bowling? In a bowling alley? Look at all those cameras. Why would anyone want to take a picture of this? Because our uniforms are so darn cool! So out come East Appleton's bowling wolf pack. Uh, Boos of derision rain down from the east. Boo, east. But then up walks uh, Alex and everyone loses their minds. Um, out, out walk the West Appletonians. Sweet Lou describes them as the spunky alley cats. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he explains the rules of bowling again. <laughs> I still am none the wiser. He emphasises <laughs> the substitution rule again. Look! God bless Sweet Lou. He is working so hard to like make this exciting, even yeah. though it unfortunately is bowling. He's like, well, this is going to be one hell of a match. And let me explain the rules of bowling. It's, it's a head-to-head competition with no actual head-to-head competition. He literally says, it's not really head-to-head. But it is still head to head. I'm like, man, f- this. I don't understand what's going on. Are you on. sure you can't do basketball again? 
Apple don't I don't use. think anyone would begrudge you doing basketball <laughs> Could you again. Tweak the charter so it's basketball all the time. Oh, you know, Street Fighter 2. Yeah, yeah, right. Anyway, before the match begins, Todd, who has gone on an arc unlike anyone else in this film, tells the killer elite super soldier East Appletonian bowling team to mellow out. Yeah. And the East Appletonian says that mellowing out is the attitude of a true loser. I must break you, he says. Yeah. And, and then, yeah. after all this goddamn film, the actual match is montaged in about 10 seconds. Well, that's the pro- that's this is the problem. This is the point where the filmmakers must have realised they're in trouble yeah. because bowling is very boring and looks the same every single time you do it. Yeah. There's only so many strikes you can show. And actually, if you go on IMDb and look at the trivia for this, it says that some of the shots are reversed. So it's just, <laughs> some of the, just like one of the bowling shots is just like another one turned around. Yeah. Oh, so good. So it's just strike after strike. There's some swing music. Everyone's doing well. It all looks the same. It was a teenage wedding. The old folks wished them well. <laughs> Yeah, Todd misses a spare. Yeah. The East is leading. They're going into the final stretch. There's some complicated bowling reason why the East is leading, but the West could still win. Some sort of marks multiplier. Yeah, if the thing. movie expects us to understand this, it has not put the work in mm-hmm. to, to make this comprehensible. So if Alex gets three strikes, they'll be tied. So Alex steps up, it's, it's sort of built up, and they're like, he rolls strike one, he rolls strike two. And then it's on the last ball, he steps up, and then he rolls strike three. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, okay. So he just did it then. That's, okay, fine. <laughs> and then, and you're like, okay, so did they win? Did they not win? And then the East yeah. team bowler steps up and in in, in a, three in a two second montage gets three easy strikes. So yeah. I don't know. I think I think it, I think it was meaningless. But it, but it's like it kept the kept the Alley Cats team's hopes alive. Yeah. So Todd is up next. They only need a spare to win the apple. So yes. Todd smiles at the crowd yes. and then collapses psychologically. <laughs> Away from the crowds and the cameras, he confesses to his team that he's terrified. Sweet Lou says, I think I'm having liver failure with yeah. attention. Sweet Lou's commentary style is just listing the various parts of his body that are failing at any one time. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> I think my vision's tunnelling. <laughs> oh my God, I've got shooting pains down my left-hand side. So Todd needs at least a spare. He bowls a 7-10 split. Stay with us, no. listener. Please don't unsubscribe. I know it's so easy to do. but So he's got a 7-10 split. This means, this means he needs to knock down both pins in one shot, even though the two pins left are as far away from each other as they could possibly be, and it's a famously difficult shot. It's the shot he's never made exactly. in the film. Exactly. Right, now, now, listener, you've seen a sports film before. Sports movies have a particular pattern, they have a particular rhythm, and they have that because it works. So when you see Todd, who's been on a character arc, line up to try and attempt the shot that he's never successfully made before, you 100% expect and would enjoy seeing Todd make this shot Mm. for the one and only time when it matters the most, when the chips are down. I'm getting a little shiver down my spine just imagining Todd making this shot finally. But that's not what happens, is it, Andy? It's it's not. So Delia says, I can make the shot. Delia, remember, is the one who is allergic to bowling. Yeah, but she's into maths. Yes. And she's like, oh yeah, I can do it. She's very confident. So... Luke, what you've done here is you've missed the very good foreshadowing that happened here. So what this scene is doing is it's paralleling the scene from earlier in the basketball game when Todd was told to give the ball to the other player, but he refused. Of course. And he made the shot himself and he won. Yes. But this time, 
because he's not a team player. But, but the, he did oh, win. The Todd has... Yeah, he, he did, did win. win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but at, this, at, at this point in the film, Todd has been on that journey yeah. and is now a team player. Sure. And he knows that Delia is better equipped to make the shot than he Fine. is. And so he 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 abrogates that responsibility okay. to Delia. Okay. He, he gives her the glory okay. shot because he knows she's more likely to make okay, it. Okay, Andy, yes. It's actually good okay. and you should All right, fine, but let ashamed. me counter that by saying, right. okay, fine, yes, it does show that Todd's been on a journey to let Delia take this shot that she's really confident that she can make. I get it. It's cool. Let's give Delia a go. But in terms of the film being a satisfying experience for the viewer, what if I told you that Delia's technique... <laughs> For taking this shot is yeah. to pl- is to to crouch down in front of the ball and sort of like whisper at it for a bit, and then sort of like spin it on the spot slowly, and then in the in the bowling language she sort of whispers into the holes. Yes, yeah, yeah, in the in the hidden secret bowling words she persuades the ball that it must in, in pin speak. In pin speak, she, she tells does. it where to go, and then she like, and then she rolls it. She checks the wind indoors, yeah. and then she sort of. Nudges the ball ever so gently, and it starts rolling, like rolling so slowly, in a way that spinning on on its axis and rolling incredibly. In a way that honestly, I can imagine on paper at the scripting stage probably seemed like a scene that could be rich in tension and suspense, but it isn't. It goes on for absolutely ages of just like the ball is moving comically slowly. There were several points where I thought it had stopped. Yeah, there is also. You watch this ball make its whole damn journey. This is the, honestly, this is the rest of the film. It's so long. Like, make its way down to the end. And you're watching it and you're thinking, there is absolutely no way that... It has the momentum required. There's no way it has the momentum required to knock over these two pins in any The whole point with the 7-10 split is you need to hit one of them so hard it f- flies off horizontally and hits the other pin. Yeah, or you, you, have, to, you have to hit it with enough... Enough power to get it over to the other side of to the lane. And and this ball clearly doesn't. But then when it gets there, it sort of nudges it. And then the other pin is like, wobbles around and spins and it does it. And yeah, they get they get the spare. Yeah. And it is desperately undramatic. D- Delia sort of, she walks away confidently, like not looking as the, it's the like, ball as it's it goes It's like she down. walks away from an explosion. Like she already knows yeah. it's good. It would be so, so funny if the ball just very slowly went oh into the Oh my cutter. God. <laughs> and she walks away. I've written, I've written that exact thing. It would be so funny uh, if she binned it. It would be even so funnier choice. if she binned it on purpose. Yeah. If she was just like, hey, hey, Todd, put me in. Put me in, coach. I know what to do. I know how to make this shot. Put me in, Todd. And then just like kicked it into the gutter and was like, East Appleton rules. <laughs> Oh. Unfortunately, that isn't what happens. No. What does happen is that the they win. This is so unexciting. The apple will remain in the west. Uh, so I've got, I've just got all these notes of like the ball is still going, the ball is still going. <laughs> <laughs> this is going on for ages. So anyway, they get the spare. Alex's mom. Everyone loses their minds. Alex's mom is there now for some reason. Yeah, they run in and love on Alex. Yeah, we did it, Dad. Yeah. The mayor is extremely excited to humiliate Mayor Hamburger and claim thirty percent of his crops and produce in perpetuity, <laughs> and to ride him around like a horse all year. <laughs> so proud of you. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Ah, I'm proud of all of you. The yes! is ours. The West lives on. It's not about ego. I mean, you didn't play, we did, so we should get to decide what's what. You don't want the school to be West Appleton Junior High? You really think someone should lose their identity over something as fun as bowling? I don't. So there you go, Todd actually says, well, no, how about this, Dad? Yeah. The other mayor comes over, defeated. He tears his shirt open and bears his chest, waiting for the killing blow. <laughs> waiting for the hot but iron Alex... brand. 
<laughs> waiting for the bucket of gold to be <laughs> poured over his head. on his head. But Alex steps in and says, hey, we're going to name the school Appleton Central. I love it, says the hated evil mayor. It rocks, says Todd. And then right down the middle starts playing somehow and everyone starts to jump in and jive in. And everyone's bowling and swing dancing. You see Alex's granddad shoot a bowling ball with his crutch like a pool ball. There's a big montage of friendship. And then Alex does a very confusing VO to sort of sign off the movie. Uh, He says, you thought the golden boy and the retro kid would always be worlds apart. But guess what? They aren't. If you have a beef with someone who's completely different from you, I say settle it. Settle it in the alley. (laughs) (laughs) Now, when you say settle your beef in the alley, I imagine a knife fight behind a bar. Behind a bar. Where someone is murdered but and like left bleeding out by a dumpster. Yeah. Settle it in the alley. <laughs> settle it in the alley. Look, settle it in the alley. Let's settle it in the alley, folks. So that's the end of the film. In this montage, you don't see the East Appletonian team. I kind of watched it again to see if they were like seen being happy and coming around, but they don't. Well, they, they all, uh, yeah, crunch down on their side and pills in, <laughs> in, in their false teeth. They get melted down so their genes could be reconstituted into new super soldiers. Oh. Yeah, they knew they knew what the consequences of failure <laughs> yeah, were. They all accepted this mission. <laughs> anyway, that's a cat strike. Uh, oh, I don't know. I have no baffling. I have. I have no. I have no. I have nothing to say. It's. I mean, it's quite the thing to like so boldly assert the existence of a subculture that doesn't exist. <laughs> the confidence is impressive. Yeah, the confidence is. Imp- yeah, like it, it. Yeah, it carries some weight. And I like. I. I like. To- I like Todd a lot. Todd is cool. Yeah, Todd's cool. But. Yeah, to be like, oh, hey, here's a scenario we've all seen. The oh, yeah. 50s, the 50s yeah, loving yeah, yeah. children who only listen to swing yeah. music and bowl all day. It's something that kids watching the Disney Channel in the year 2000 will relate to hard. We've only got 90 minutes for this film, so we need to, I mean, you know, I, we don't want to deal in cliches, no. of course, but it does help to deal in archetypes that people can identify immediately. Yes. For example, the rockabilly loving, 1950s loving bowling child. And all of his friends who are... <laughs> passionately into the same thing this is a small town how did you find three other people how did you find three other kids yours in your year yeah that's probably like half their school year don't tell me bowling is a sort of weirdo niche outcast thing because like 20 percent of your class is a obsessed with bowling <laughs> um yeah this film was baffling i really enjoyed the enmity between the two sides of this one town that's obsessed with yes i did i got a lot that's out fun. of that and i also really enjoyed the sort of cartoonish portrayal of the east appletonian team <laughs> the evil east appletonians <laughs> can i read you an email yes please okay it comes from elise thank you very much elise as a reminder anyone can get in touch with the podcast by emailing momcantcookpod at gmail.com and we love to see all of your messages Elise is one of many people who's messaged in after the jumping ship episode to let us know about something called the Great Emu War, which, I mean, you'll remember, Andy, we were saying that emus aren't very scary. Yeah, I can't imagine anything coming from this that could be described as great, but please continue. (laughs) We were so wrong. Elise writes, thought I'd write in to let you know about one of the best parts of Australian history since jumping ship caused me to take a quick refresher on it, the Great Emu War. In 1932, the Australian military, specifically the Royal Australian Artillery, waged war on the emus who were destroying wheat crops and fences in Western Australia. We're destroying Joey Lawrence's in Western Australia. (laughs) Joey Lawrence's were nearly wiped out. (laughs) We've only got one left. (laughs) We don't have a breeding pet. The emus, Elise writes, were around 20,000 strong. (laughs) We had to fill in the gaps in the DNA with Matthew DNA. (laughs) <laughs> and of course, Ma- Matthew can switch gender at will. 
Matty reproduces asexually. Life finds a way. So, okay. The emus are around 20,000 strong, writes Elise Murray of the Great Emu War. I cannot find stats on the number of soldiers, I assume, because it's very embarrassing. (laughs) (laughs) The Australian soldiers had two machine guns, which they mounted on trucks. (laughs) Shouldn't be funny. They fired 10,000 rounds of ammo and killed 200 to 500 valiant emus. The major in charge claimed nearly 1,000 confirmed kills, but that's very, but that's pretty heavily scrutinised, right? <laughs> Notably, he also said that the emus could, quote, face machine guns with the invulnerability of tanks. Oh my God. <laughs> and that they were too fast. Despite the unfortunate casualties, the emus stood strong and were victorious, continuing to devastate crops as the Aussies retreated, and that is how the Australian military lost the war to some emus. Oh my god. Hopefully this puts into perspective how hopelessly outmatched Big Lawrence was. Thank you very much, Elise, for that email. I loved your summary of the Great Emu War. Now I don't need to read the Wikipedia page on it, because that was far more entertaining. Brilliant. Oh, that was good. That was good. Okay, any other business? Please leave us five-star reviews. Thanks. What else? <laughs> yeah. Merch. Please check check out our Patreon. Yes. Go to patreon.com forward slash extra helpings. If you sign up to that, it's $5 a month and you get two bonus episodes of Mum Can't Cook in which we review and recap yep. the Disney Channel original TV show So Weird. Yes. Which is like the X-Files for kids and Brink is in it and it's brilliant and the episodes are so much fun and you should check them out. It's a real joy. I'm really, really, really enjoying it. They're so good. Um, if, if right now you are getting that feeling like, oh, I've come to the end of the Mum Can't Cook episode and now I have to wait a whole fortnight for another one, this is your way to get it weekly. So yeah, patreon.com forward slash extra helpings. And we also have merch, which you can check out by going to momcantcookstore.com. Andy, what decom will we do next? Next up, Luke, we have 2002's Cadet Kelly. I will read you the description from Disney+. Plus. Kelly Collins is an artistic, fashion-minded teen who's forced to go from flashy fab to olive drab at her stepdad's military academy. As the clumsiest, most clueless recruit ever to botch basic training, Kelly seems to be fighting an uphill battle to fit in. But can Kelly prove she's tougher than her by-the-books commanding officer and leave her own mark on the school? Well, Luke, can she? I, well, I imagine. That d- doesn't mention gun dancing at any point no, in that description, and, and this, which this is, is, in my memory, is like 45% of the film. primarily a film about, yeah, some, some form of gun dancing. Anyway, you'll have to come back to listen to it. So that's going to be Cadet Kelly. That's your homework. Catch you in two weeks or catch you in a week if you are an extra helpings member. We will see you yep. next time. Right, Andy, hit that jukebox. Oh, it was it's teenage red when the old, the old folks folks. wished them well. <laughs> <laughs> hey, boop, boop, ba-doop and hotcha, baby. When you swing on past Daddy-O, your hot dog, the cool cat. You're right, say the cool cats. You're right, says the hot dog. Oh, I hate myself. <laughs>